If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right In today's episode, we answered live callers' questions. But this was after an intro portion, 62 minutes long. So we talk about current events, family life, scientific studies, and much more. By the way, you can check the show notes for timestamps if you want to skip around to your favorite parts. Also, if you want to be on an episode like this one live, email us your question at live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is Legion. And right now, they have a new supplement that improves blood flow for the pump. And it's stimulant-free. Go check it out. They have many other products as well. But Legion is known to have the most quali- the best quality, most effective supplements for muscle building, fat loss, and performance. Go check them out. Go to buylegion.com forward slash mindpump. Use the code mindpump. Get yourself a discount. This episode is also brought to you by Organifi. They offer healthy organic supplements, one of which is their Shilajit gummies. They're currently sold out. Hopefully, by the time this airs, they will have more. Shilajit is an Ayurvedic supplement that has many, many studies supporting its use. Go check them out. Go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump. Get 20% off. We also have a workout program sale going on this month. It's January. So this is what we did. We put together some workout program bundles and we discounted them heavily. $300 to $350 off. Here are the bundles. We have the new to weightlifting bundle, the body transformation bundle, the new year extreme intensity bundle, and the body transformation bundle 2.0. All of those available now, all of them on sale. Go check them out. Go to mapsjanuary.com. All right, here comes the show. Look, strength isn't just your muscles contracting. Strength is also a skill. What does that mean? The more you can practice and exercise, the better you can get at your biomechanics and your control the stronger you're going to be. Now, what does that mean? That means you'll get more out of the exercise. So the skill of the lift is just as important as the size of your muscle fibers or how hard your muscles can contract. This one, strength athletes know very well. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. I, it's a, we have a great example when we look at, when we compare like a, <clears throat> say like a bodybuilder's physique to like an Olympic lifter's physique. Like there's, there's a perfect example of like, You've got these Olympic lifters that look like they're half the human that some of these bodybuilders are, yet they have the capability to lift sometimes two times more than what they are. Do you know, are you familiar with any studies that actually break down the the math behind that? Like, uh, uh, you know, technique and central nervous system and form and practicing is, is represents what percentage of strength? versus just overall volume and size of, of muscle fibers? You like, know, do you know what the ratio is? I know we could, we could speculate. That's a really good question. Issue, yeah. I would use power lifters as a better example, not because Olympic lifters don't have skill. They have tremendous skill in what they're doing. Uh, but because the lifts are so explosive Super and it dynamic, lacks the yeah. eccentric, right? It lacks the like lowering of the weight. Olympic lifters are not going to get as much hypertrophy as let's say a power lifter. Now, power lifters... They lift more like bodybuilders and Olympic lifters do. Now, are power lifters not muscular? No, they're very muscular. Oh, I think I think that Olympic lifters are a better example of your analogy you're giving, though. You don't? You think power lifters is a better example? Just to compare to bodybuilders, because bodybuilders bench, deadlift, and squat. 
bodybuilders don't clean and snatch and they don't drop the weight. They typically lower the weight with control, whereas powerlifters lower it with control. So when you want to look at like the hypertrophy differences, the muscle growth differences, I think it's a little better. Like a, like a, a powerlifter can squat a tremendous amount of weight. It typically has big thighs as well. But powerlifters focus a lot on technique. Everything is about the perfect positioning of the bar. You'll watch them place their feet a certain way. They go down slowly to stay perfectly in alignment so they can exert the force in the right direction. Whereas, you know, bodybuilders more are, by the way, bodybuilders, you know, people get, get, get this misconstrued. They're also very fo focused on technique. Now their technique focus is more about the feel of the muscle versus moving the weight. Yeah. They'd rather, they'd rather feel the muscle burn and fatigue yes. and get a pump over leveraging the most amount of weight. Yes, yes, really. yes. But like, okay, so like there was a study recently that, um, you know, uh, just came out. Lane Norton actually covered it. I think I talked a little bit about this on a previous podcast. But they compared lifters who trained at sub-intensity uh, levels. So they didn't train to failure. But they practiced the exercises a bit more often versus another group that trained at very high intensities. And the group that didn't go to failure built more muscle. Now, to be clear, there's studies that show that intensity will build more muscle than what I just said. So there's all these contradicting studies, and we can get into why. But the reason I think those people built more muscle is because practicing technique is better when you're not training at super high intensities. Like the second you go super hard, your technique goes out the window. You're mm -hmm. fatigued. So like you'll see this with powerlifters. They rarely will train with their max. They'll train at sub max levels and you'll watch them like try to really perfect the technique and skill of the lift. Now for the average person, this matters because the better you can do a squat, the more you'll get out of it, right? The better you could bench, that the more you'll get default. out of it. Yes. It, it's, it's the hard wiring sort of process to that. And that's why, you know, technique does matter so much, uh, you know, regardless of what you're doing, even if you go through a stint of it, just to get your body to, um, use that as like it's 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 operating system. This is how we we move the weight. This is how we perform the exercise. So it's not when you're under a state of fatigue, you're not just reverting to by any means necessary posturally to to be able to muscle it up. There's a bit of a caveat to that though, because when I do an exercise like a bench press, squat is like this, even deadlift to an extent is like this. Um, I need enough weight that it helps me have to focus on bracing all over yeah. that it's like, so like when I warm up for a squat, yeah. I, ju I just doing the bar is a waste of time almost mm -hmm. because it's such lightweight that I, I, it doesn't force me to intrinsically brace my core right. and be rigid. Right, right, and, right. and, and so it just feels flimsy when you're warming up. So there is like a, you want to have enough intensity that it, it forces you to to brace really well, stay rigid, stay tight, but not so much weight that it fatigues the muscle and and you didn't get good practice good, good practice from it. Right? No, I understand one hundred percent. And it, again, if we go back uh, to studies on strength training, you can find studies that show that low reps build more muscle than high reps, and you'll find other studies that show high reps builds more muscle. You'll find some that show multiple sets does better than single sets. Then you'll find other studies that show single sets to failure do better. You'll see time under tension, but it works better. But then you'll see like, you know, uh, uh, studies that show that explosive movements or faster pace builds. And so it's like all these contradicting studies. Yeah. The point I want to make with this is all the, there isn't a single strength training controlled study that's three years long. 
mm-hmm. or even a year long. They're all 12 weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks at most. And the body adapts very quickly. All these things have value. So like for the average person listening, I think it's important that you go and you train to just feel the muscle. But I also think it's important you go and practice the exercise itself and master the skill. It all mm-hmm. has value yeah. unless you plan on working out for 12 weeks and then stopping. Right. But if you want to keep going and keep progressing, that's why these debates over studies. It just sounds like you talk in circles because it's Dude. like there's so many methods that have value. And I mean, it gets frustrating because it's um, dogmatic on one end versus the other. And, and, you know, people are trying to pull you into their camp. And it's like, look, there's value to this because obviously it's going to build muscle. You know, if I'm focused on hypertrophy, you visibly see that. Uh, you know, if I'm just working on my central nervous system, I'm going to build strength, which in fact also builds muscle. Uh, and it's, there's so many methods in between acute variables you can mess and, and tweak with. And so it just becomes this like, uh, what are we doing? Like, are we just going to sit here and debate like <laughs> all Every, these like valid methods? And nothing works at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. You just have to rotate them around. Now it's all within reason, right? Cause yeah. there's things outside the realm of what's, what's going to help. But like, it would be like, you know, and this is much more clear, but it would be like a study showing like, Hey, if you improve airflow on an engine, it gets more horsepower. And then someone else is like, well, actually, if you change the gear ratios, yeah. that makes it go faster. And then this right. other person's like, well, you know, if you make just the engine yeah. bigger, yeah, yeah. you just have you yeah, the right time. You got everybody competing, right? And when everybody needs to say, like, actually, this all works together. Yeah. And there's a way to piece this all together, which is the most uh, important thing. Well, like, and then, okay, a great analogy, because then there's the other thing, too, that has to be factored in is, like, what is going to give you the greatest bag for your buck? Yes. Because then there's the other part of what we do in our space, which is yeah. we split hairs over some things that don't matter much. We yeah. tend to get hung up on, oh, this is what really, this is also kind of how I feel. And, and I know I'm going to get some flack for this because I know there's a camp around the intensity thing of like having to go training to failure all the time. Like because we've had studies that have come out to show the benefits of training to failure that I don't disagree with, they're, they're there, that that is something that you should do all the time. And in fact, it's like, yeah, there's tremendous value for building muscle with utilizing a tool like training to failure. But more often than not, people abuse it. And my analogy staying in the same vein as you are with the car it's like it's like nitrous yeah for your car it's like yes it does give you extra horsepower yes but if you run around fucking blasting that all the time like that you're gonna blow <laughs> or, the engine or you don't have a good suspension or yes or, they you can't know, handle like, that you can't handle it exactly you're just gonna spin in the dirt so it's literally like it, training to failure is nitrous for your car it can be used it can be valuable can help you win a race it's gonna give you this if you took a bunch of people that trained traditionally, that never lifted to failure, and you put them on a four-week cycle of cutting their volume down by a, down to a third and going to failure, they will all see rapid results. On the flip side, you take a bunch of people who've been lifting to failure at low volume for a long time, you put them in a four-week study where you increase the volume by three times and drop everybody down three, four reps from failure, you will also see gains in those people. Yeah. That's the thing that we don't see in studies. What we never see in studies, what do they always say? College-aged males trained or untrained. That's it. Yeah. You never see college-aged males who train and have been training for six months this way. Let's see how they respond now to this. Yeah. If we saw that, I could predict, unless something's like outlandish and crazy, I could predict with really good accuracy whether or not they're going to respond well. Like if you sent me a study and you said, here's 12 college-aged males They've all been training like powerlifters for the last six months. 
We're going to put them on a bodybuilding style routine. What, what do you think will happen? Or like, we're all we, get great or gains, we great never gains. carry the study out beyond 12 weeks. We do it in 12 weeks yeah. and, and, and basically a mesocycle and that's it. We don't go, what happens when they train this way for a year and, and, and show the graph of, oh, here's the results. And then this is what happened after about four to six <laughs> weeks. And then at the end of the year, here they are again. It's like that we don't show it that far. We, we use a study to prove a point that, oh, this way of training or this modality or this thing is valuable. I'll, I'll use us as an example. We actually had a caller recently um, who called, and we have people obviously call in, we answer questions. And this woman had followed MAPS Anabolic, and she had cycled through it over and over again for about a year, Okay. We have a lot of people who listen to the show who start with MAPS Anabolic, who find it to be extremely effective. It blows their mind. And then they make the mistake of repeatedly running it over and over and over again and never moving outside of it. Okay. And so she was running into the problems that'll happen when you do that specifically with that program. And there's other problems that'll happen with other programs, but specifically with MAPS Anabolic, it's a very... The, the movements are bilateral. You're working primarily in one plane of movement. And if you follow this program over, because what will happen is you'll follow it. If you don't work out that way, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing. I'm getting all these amazing gains. This is all the reports we get. And then you do it over and over again. Here's what happens. You start to hurt. You start to get tight. Yeah. You start to notice joint pain. The gains slow down. The gains not only slow down, they start to go backwards because my hip hurts. My knee hurts. Like what's going on? Because no program is perfect. You're strong, but you're out of balance. There, yes, no program is perfect. You have to move into something else if you want to continue this progress. So when these studies come out, and I fell for this, man, all the time. A study would come out, I'd be like, that's the new way I got to train. Mm -hmm. Then I'd do it, and I'd be convinced because for the next three, four weeks, gains would explode on my body. And then I'd be like, what's going on? It stopped again. I'd have to find the next study. Oh, it's that one. That's the way to do it. And it's just, no, it doesn't work that way. The yeah. body... Respond. By the way, even what I'm saying now is going to mess up a lot of people because I know there's people listening who are like, oh, it's novelty. Change everything all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, muscle confusion. No, no, no. Uh, you got to stick to something long enough to start to reap its benefits and maximize what it does before you switch over. Changing everything all the time is also not the answer. Speaking of reaping benefits, so I saw when I was, when I was a kid, one of my favorite supplements to use was uh, No Explode. Which, <laughs> oh, I, I forgot about that. BSN one. was the brand that made it, and uh, I just I, I used I, Super Pump. It was like I believe, if I remember correctly, it, it was a vasodilator. Plus, it had caffeine in yeah. there too, mm -hmm, yeah. and so I you felt the energy from the caffeine. You felt the pump from all the nitric oxide stuff that it had yeah. going on in there. It just it was a product that I one of the most like you know consistently used product I ever used as a kid, and I liked it. Right, um, I saw that. Legion, our buddy Mike, sent over a product that looks like something similar to that. I didn't get a chance to try it, and I didn't get a chance to even look at everything that's in it. I saw you took one. Did you get a chance to try it? And what what is in it in comparison to something like a Okay, product? so pre-workout, when they first started that whole market, the reason why they got so popular, there's two reasons. One, the marketing around some of the first pre-workouts was brilliant. Uh Super Pump 2, I think it was 250 or Super Pump it was called by Gaspari. It was one of the first ones to use this brilliant, it's just, and we had Gaspari on the show a long time ago and I told mm -hmm. him, brilliant marketing. And literally what it was, and I remember the mag, the magazines, is it would show a dude with his shirt off who's yeah. kind of jacked before and after his workout. So you could see the pump. And the, I mean, look, if I get pumped, I look like I gained 15 pounds of muscle, right? If you have some muscle and you get a pump and you're well hydrated, 
it looks dramatic. But it was such an effective ad because you look at it and you're like, I want to do that. And everybody likes the feeling of a pump. And what they had in them was a lot of caffeine and arginine. Arginine is an amino acid. It's a precursor or a building block to something called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a very quickly released gas that dilates the blood vessel. So literally what it does is it relaxes. So think of your blood vessels as either being like constricted, like when you're stressed out and stuff like that, or like totally relaxed. When they're totally relaxed, there's more blood flow. So the theory is, well, more blood flow, you're going to get a better pump. Now we know that arginine does something, but citrulline is probably more effective. There's other compounds out there that give you more blood flow. And the majority of the reason why pump, uh, like pre-workout supplements are so popular has less to do with the pump ingredients and more to do with the stimulant. Like it's the, the most popular ones tend to have the best combinations of stimulants because that's really what you, what you tend to feel. Okay. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is if you want to take a supplement that does have some effects on blood flow, you're kind of limited because everything's got 200 to 300, sometimes 400 or more milligrams of caffeine. So you're like, what do I, yeah. Like, what do I take? Yeah. I mean, I want to take something that give me a better pump, but it does. I don't want to take all these stimulants. Anyway, long story short, there are compounds out there that do effectively raise nitric oxide to the point where some of them are being recommended now to people to take to lower blood pressure. So there are now medical journal studies mm. that show there are certain compounds that you can take that will show a measurable reduction in blood pressure because of the vasodilating effect. Wasn't that like the Viagra story? Viagra is a PDE5 inhibitor, very strong at at increasing nitric, yes. Yeah. That raises that because PDE5 destroys nitric oxide. So when you inhibit that, you get more nitric oxide and you get a crazy, crazy blood flow. Boner. So you get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if you want to take something that's going to give you the best blood flow for a pump, then yeah, Viagra would be. Yeah. Like, I was say, nothing Vi would beat that. A little Viagra and caffeine. Let's yeah. go. So let's talk about that for a second. Does increasing blood flow through the use of things that help increase nitric oxide contribute to better performance and better gains. There's studies that, that show that maybe probably there's nothing like conclusive, right? So there's no mm -hmm. study that's like, Oh yeah, you do this. You're going to get these big gains. What you tend to see is the subjects got like a couple more reps or they weren't as sore. Muscle damage seems to be a little bit better. The perceived, um, you know, the perceived experience of the workout seem to be a little bit better for some reason at altitude, it makes a big difference. So, and they did this with Viagra. They gave athletes Viagra and it didn't show a difference, but if they were at altitude, it showed hmm. a difference, which kind of makes sense. Cause you know, you need the red blood cells at altitude. You need more of them, you know, type of deal anyway. So long story short, what Legion does, and this is what I like about Mike so much. He doesn't play the hype game. Like there's a lot of hype around stuff yeah. and people will jump on all these different He'll, he'll cherry pick the things that have got the studies behind That's it to it. support. Yeah. He doesn't put a bunch of fluff in things. None of his supplements are like that. Yeah. So you'll see like this latest, everybody's talking about this thing. And he'll be like, I don't see anything supporting it. I'm not going to waste my time on it. So all of his supplements are like, 
Yeah, like legit. He always highlights that. the efficacious dose, not nothing like exceeding that. Really. Yeah, not not just that, but he doesn't put like because a lot of supplements will do this. They'll put a lot of everything in there, not yeah. not a lot, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So you read the ingredients, and list. it's always stuff that like is new that people heard that oh this might be working for this, or that, and he'll, the, the people will rush to catch the wave. That's right. People interested in it, throw it all in a supplement. Forget does it work well together? Forget is that a good enough dose for that? Forget if it's even been proven yet. Where Mike will wait and go like, okay, there's enough research supporting the positive benefits of that. That's going in there. Or they do what's called pixie dust thing. So there were two supplements I remember specifically that did this very well. There was a supplement called Blue Thunder. You guys remember Blue Thunder, the drink <laughs> behind the counter? Yes, I okay. remember that. So, Good chica. Yeah. Yeah, no. ABB made it, right? Yes. Yeah. Blue Thunder, when you turned it around, first of all, it had a lot of caffeine in it. Yeah, okay, so that's like the main reason. It had a bunch of shit. Oh, it had everything. It had all the stuff I read about. Yeah. Now, reality, it had like like a tiny bit in there. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. And in liquid forms. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> a thunder right from out. But I remember reading the back of it be like, oh my God, this has everything that I've ever read about. This yeah. must be amazing. So that... There was another supplement called Hot Stuff. Do you guys remember Hot Stuff? I don't remember Hot Stuff. I've heard you talk about it before. Bro, so there was a whole, one. you guys want to hear something funny. Was it, was it just niacin? No, no, <laughs> no. Hot Stuff. The There's this rumor about, about Hot Stuff that the original formula contained some anabolic steroids in it. Oh, wow. That, so it was like sold. It wasn't like widely. Uh, so almost like it's it's illegal, almost, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, you got the Hot Stuff. No, everybody's like, oh, you take the original formula Hot Stuff, you built hella muscle. And then it got popular and apparently they changed the formula this is the wonderful mm. rumors of the muscle building world yeah. but anyway that was another supplement you read the back the ingredients and it was like 85 different things like wow this has ginseng wow this has smilax wow that has everything i've ever read about right <laughs> pixie dusting mike doesn't do that so here's what he put in this new supplement and this new supplement is not it, it is not stimulant based it is literally this will improve the pump the pump and give you better performance minus stimulant so what you could do and I've tried it. I tried it. What I did is I took this along with my normal caffeine supplement. So I add the stimulant to it and give it a shot. Here's what it has in it. So it's 2,000 milligrams of taurine. Taurine, we know, uh, does improve muscular power and endurance, probably through improving the production of dopamine in the brain. It also has something called nitro, uh, nitrosagene. I think I'm pronouncing that right. This particular product. This is an inositol stabilized arginine silicate. It's a type of arginine that doesn't get degraded so easily in the gut. So it gets converted to nitric oxide. Oh, that's interesting a, because we figured rate. out a while back that arginine was a better... That's That citrulline was. Oh, because citrulline. arginine will get degraded. Oh, that's what it is. So like you take 3,000 milligrams of it, chunk of it, most of it will get degraded. The studies on arginine used uh, uh, injection so it didn't really translate into the real world because no, uh, nobody's injecting arginine. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is a type of arginine that is stabilized through with something called inositol, and it does get converted to nitric oxide. So you'll see in studies more blood flow from this. It also has something called hesperidine, which is good for blood flow, muscular endurance power, and then grapeseed extract. This one I've known about for a long time that increases, so that increases blood flow. So it's a Pretty awesome product, and I like it especially for people who don't want stimulant or they want to drink coffee and they don't want to pre-workout because it's already got caffeine. Right, so they right. they want to control it. their stimulant, mm -hmm. right? They can add it to their to their stuff. It also, the way that I would use this is if you have, let's say you have Pulse, there's other pre-workout with caffeine in it, and you're like, what do I do with this? I'm already using Pulse. Use this a different time during the day. 
So you could take this not pre-workout on an empty stomach and you're just going to improve blood flow. Improving blood through with nitric oxide is is healthy for you. And, I, and well, how do I know this? The studies on the most powerful nitric oxide boosters in the world, Viagra, show improvements in health. Yeah, so what, reduced what, heart attack. Wasn't, wasn't Viagra originally earmarked for something else, wasn't it? For blood pressure. Blood pressure yeah. yeah. So it wasn't even, so that, that was why they were targeting that in the no, first place. No, people came back from the study and they're like, well, there's a little, yeah, there's some, seems to be a lowering <laughs> of blood pressure. Any side on, effects? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys, well, I've I'm heard snake bonus. venom too. Is like, uh, they're using that for blood pressure. Oh, isn't there a type of venom, a venom where the side effect of it is you get like an uncontrollable erection and then you die? I'm almost what? Doug. Look it up. What? I just Look know one of my clients was messing with it because really? the beta yeah. blockers weren't doing him so well. And what he, an embarrassing way to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. with your friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's wrong with John? Oh, he's playing, bro. Well, he's, yeah, he's just yeah. messing with us. Yeah, he's, he's messing with us, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, he's happy right now. You know? Yeah. He seems to be fine. Yeah. Dude, speaking of why uh, Doug's looking that up to prove your, prove that's true or not, uh, yeah. you guys have to watch. I watched, by the way, I watched Justin, your uh, sci fi movie. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. You think yeah? it was good? It, it was very good. It was good. I wouldn't quite put it on Machia. Uh, what was it? What's well, the, well, that's a different. Yeah, that yeah. was like that. That was really. Ex Machina I, was I'm actually upset. I use that as a reference. It was it's good. A different. Hey, I'm glad you did because it got me to watch it. Katrina watched it, and actually getting Katrina to watch a sci-fi is like so oh, tough. Yeah. And she watched it, and she agreed. It was it was a better one. You, what I really enjoyed about it, and I think you kind of highlighted this part of it, was that it it most of the uh, you know. AI into the world, you know, sci-fi movies is just the, the robots are killing all of us. Yeah. Trying to, it was the other side. Like they were the ones that were, you just yeah. wanted sovereignty, right? They were yeah. like, I just want to survive. Leave us, leave, leave us alone. And the humans were like trying to abolish them. And that was kind of a cool twist to it. And very believable. Uh, like you said, a lot of the technology totally. and how they use it. It was, it was well done. I would, uh, I would imagine in a real world where AI, which obviously would be far more intelligent than us, if AI really did exist and told us, hey, we just want to be left alone, yeah. just let us be over here, I don't think we would. If we knew that there was a super, like way more intelligent species of something mm -hmm. that lived on the same planet, there's no way human fear would allow us to let them live. We'd be like, we got to figure well, something out. Well, I mean, Katrina asked yeah. this question. She's like, you know, and it's, it, I could see both. That's why it was this, this it was done so well that you could see both sides. And I feel like I can argue both cases, right? They also, the, without ruining the whole thing, like the, you know, AI is, it was trying to create something to protect itself. Yeah. Right. But in, in the same token, it's going to have to destroy something that we've created that yeah. is put in place to protect us. And so if we knew AI was creating something like that. Yeah. Uh, and they're, yeah it's the, a super weapon. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and they're not alarming human. for humans, a, but yeah. also. So yeah. you're right. Their fear would, would drive them. So why don't you think it got, uh, I saw it only got like a 64 rating or whatever like that. What I don't do you, know. That's why I wanted to bring it up. And no one talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, dude, this is such crap. Like, uh, this is a great movie. And I wonder how many movies like that are out there that just get like these terrible reviews and you're just like, what? This movie should have got way more attention and highlighted. Yeah. What does that say, Doug? It, it is, huh? Well, it's a spider that causes the erections. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it's the banana oh. spider in Brazil. <laughs> well, banana spider. Yeah, yeah, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one of the most deadly spiders in the world is the banana spider, but they say they could potentially use that as a uh, erectile dysfunction medication. So dude gets bit by it. And he's like <laughs> with his wife and he's dying. He's like, honey, 
<laughs> One last time. What? Before I die. That's Use this. Fu- that's funny. Wow. Yeah, so that was good. Um, I wanted to bring up, uh, um, ooh, is that what it looks like? Yes. Disgusting. Ooh, that's <laughs> creepy. Spiders creep I'd me out, I, 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 What are you more afraid of, snakes or spiders? Spiders. Dude. Yeah, spiders yeah, all snakes, day. Time, right? Snakes don't, oh, yeah. yeah snakes. I lived with snakes, and I mean, I didn't like it, but. And I feel like you could see them it. coming. Like, the, the bigger the snake, the scarier it looks. Like a little tiny little snake like this isn't even, yeah. you know, a gardener snake or whatever. That's not even scary at all. A big snake is kind of scary, but then he's big enough that you see see it and you see it coming and you probably have hear it. I've, Spiders. Have you seen the ew. video? Creep of, up. A spider will come up on your shoulder and you not even oh, know stop it. stop it. <laughs> Listen, have you guys seen the video? There's, I think it's got to be in Australia because they have all the weird shit. There, there was a spider, like one of those massive ones. Yeah. And it was on someone's wall. And Carrying they, a rat. No, no, no. It was just on the wall and the dude shot it. <laughs> to kill it he shot a hole in the wall he shot, oh, no. yeah. shot <laughs> somebody sent in from australia when we were talking the last time we that. talked about this they had sent in a clip of one carrying a rat up yeah the wall. i saw that i mean that that's scary so shit how would you how do you get Ugh. rid of a spider that big it was like this big what do you do i don't want to smash it what do i no, do you, shovel, you smash it you stay alive dude yeah you gotta you shovel that yeah, thing. yeah yeah would you be able to just blast it with a shovel yeah. You would? Yeah. yeah. I might, I might yeah. pull the gun out, dude. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just to blast a hole in his house to kill it. Ah, you can repair holes, dude. That's all uh, I'm saying. Imagine you miss and it uh, falls on the floor. Oh, God. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, spiders. Kids, sure. get out. Hey, so yeah. I watched something that you guys got to watch uh, now. So it's on Netflix. It's called BitCon. Oh, I saw that. I haven't watched it. So it. the story, without ruining this, the whole story or whatever like that, uh, it was, it's based on the biggest case that the SEC filed mm-hmm. on all the crypto coins that were the all that hype that happened right. in the last two years or whatever, three years it's been. I don't know, four years even now. It's been a while. Uh-huh. Um that and they were it was the first big case. And you get to hear from the the FBI and SEC, like they were they were waiting. They were waiting, like they're like, we were were they, they knew it was all this rampant fraud was happening. But they wanted to find a case that was that was big enough they can make an example of, and it was the first big case they made an example of. And the story is crazy. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. How it ends is crazy. The time that the the guys that did it, what they got, what they had to serve. He was facing like 170 years and stuff like that. Wow. So what ended up happening to him? He was with 20 something year old, 20 year old guys that were that were creating this thing. The part that I thought was crazy that it's not really a spoiler but the at the end they 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 start putting up like the statistics of like all this yeah. scams so that you know what percentage of these coins they say they have they have proven to be scams that they say what percentage are what oh no like 78 percent what wow. are you serious wow that's nuts wow that's nuts that's that's terrible it, that's wild to think that there's that much grifters that are out there right now and, and you that know what's whole crazy to world. me about this kind of stuff like it enrages the shit out of me is that and i'm not saying it's good that people are creating fake coins and whatever uh or stealing you know with them but you get a kid like that he did a, you know big scam right hundreds they're going to charge him and put him in jail potentially for a hundred plus years then you get perverts that touch kids or mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. and they don't go to jail. Yeah. They it's get all in, in the public's face. They don't go to jail at all. Or if yeah, they do, no. it's nothing. Yeah. I don't understand that. Where the fuck are our values? Yeah. I don't get that shit. No reckoning. If you counterfeit money, you're fucked, according to our laws. Well, you mean, are screwed. 
I mean, yeah, we're, we're sitting a pretty. You weak heard precedent. a kid. You heard a kid. You probably you could not. You could get I away mean, with that. Going the to jail. Government. The government's the the biggest mafia. The biggest gangsters in the world is the government. And you fuck with their money. That's what I mean. You fuck with somebody else. Well, uh, that's a slap on the wrist, or well, you know what I'm saying. Like that's in their in yeah. their in their eyes, their world. You fuck with the mafia's money, and so that you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna yeah. get it. Yeah. That's the same thing. I mean, well, with it the shows gun, you the disconnect of value. It is. It's it's just the truth. I like, mean, I'm not saying it shouldn't. We be can illegal. we can we I'm can hurt we can hurt jail. each other all we want. But yeah. we, you come after their money or what they 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 believe to be their money. I'm sorry, dude. My values are you hurt a kid. I mean, that's we, the worst. Thing we're you all in agree. We're all in agreement on that. But when yeah. we're you know we're ran or our rules are made up uh, by <laughs> I know by a governing body and they decide what those rules are going to look this like when, and the, and the penalties I, are. This gonna, is when I can make the case for like a vigilante, like superhero or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm cool with that. There's a weird guy going around killing you know people that hurt kids. Well, oh, that's weird. Yes. Hey, yeah, speaking of that, I did, call, call I, awesome I did not man. have this plan, so I didn't write it down, but I'll look at it. There's a fitness guy, okay? And I just found him recently. I started following him. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm always hesitant to shout somebody out that I don't know a lot about yet, but I'll at least share that I started following and it intrigued me by the, his content. Uh, he is... He's got to kind of Lane Norton esque as far as like the the going after people mm -hmm. and so that, but he goes after all these fake and fitness influencers that Photoshop their photos oh, and do all wow. these uh, do all these things. What I thought was really cool, but he and he also goes after pedophiles, and he sets them up. Oh wow! So wow, he, how does he mix that in with fitness? I I <laughs> that seems like a weird combination. I so I don't know enough about him, his history, and how that how that got intertwined. Hand hand. Yeah, but he's found he has found this, and and he what he does a lot of times is like he he donates a lot of the money and proceeds as he get to to helping all this. So it's kind of cool what he does, helping kids, and okay. like so I, I like what I've seen so far. I think his Instagram is goob, G-O-O-B, or underscore G-O-O-B. Maybe, uh, Andrew, someone could look it up while, uh, while we're talking. How did you go after him? So, well, so the ones that I – well, the Instagram ones are, are the Photoshopping ones are basic, right? Okay. I mean, that's yeah. like as simple as yeah. like there's this big like influencer. Chris Hansen, is that his name, where he shows up and he's <laughs> yeah. just like, <laughs> you're going to want to sit down. Yeah. yeah. But, guy, what does the guy always so say? So it's, it's – I, I was here it's, to protect uh, them. Doug, it's yeah. goob underscore YouTube. There he is right there. And so he'll find, and what he does is he basically puts them out there. So he'll find these these predators. You see, look, he says exposing predators, right? And he'll do a whole thing, and he'll 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 put their shit on blast. This is where they work. This is where they live. Oh, this is their full name. Like beautiful. yes, like that. It's kind of cool what he does. And I, I found him through our other friend Chris Nagibi. And started pay. There's one right there, right? There's a the, the tattoo artist guy right there exposing predators. So yeah, his his whole page is like around exposing predators or exposing fitness frauds that and people that are scamming people online. Huh. And he and he does it in a pretty cool way. He's also like again really big on uh like his for Christmas he did this huge toy drive. I think he drove like thirty thousand dollars worth of toys for kids and stuff like that. So I like what I see so far. Just literally, found you know what guy. I what I and he's, found and he's strong. You know, he's a strong buff dude. Oh, well, so, good. Yeah. Good. He needs <laughs> yeah. to be. Lifts well, weights. There's, know, a, there's, this, there's these new, there's these weird other how guys. you intertwine those, but it's cool. I know. Yeah. It's a weird combination. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? I don't, I, I'm sure, and maybe he'll hear this. I'm sure it'll get back to him. And then maybe we'll talk. I'll find out his story. I don't know his full story of 
what made him go this direction. I'm I'm guessing. So I've got two passions: lifting weights and killing <laughs> pedophiles. <laughs> well, you, you, I wasn't thinking about I this until you brought up, that. You brought yeah, up yeah, the yeah. vigilante thing, and I'm like, this kind of reminds yeah. me of that. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, like this dude just has this mission to go you, just fuck with all these pedophiles. Have you guys seen I'm, these, I'm here for it. Have you guys yeah. seen these guys online that will one of those head count? You know, yeah. Have you? There's these guys online that will. You know how you get like these telemarketers that are just fraudsters and they'll try to talk you into giving you control of their yeah, yeah. laptop yeah, yeah, or yeah. Mm. they'll lie to you. I, I'm, I'm about this warranty and then they'll steal your money or whatever. There's this guy who's like a master hacker and he plays along. I don't know what his name is. We've got to find him. Oh. He plays along and then he gets control of the desktop of these callers who are like in India or in other countries. And then he tells them who they are. He watches them through their camera. He, and he shuts wasn't down that, the whole operation. Wasn't that on that documentary yes. that we were all watching last uh, year? Oh, yeah, on HBO. Yeah, it was the, the telemarketer one. Yeah, the yeah. telemarketing ones. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, bro, how did you not finish yeah, that? I yeah, they yeah got, I watched that. There's a guy on there that does that. The yeah. way they panic oh yeah it's on the phone yeah. those are yeah you know, amazing and everybody's you just scrambling <laughs> like you know a bunch of cockroaches like ah, yeah, they're on to us I yeah. love it. hey speaking of uh scrambling so this may be a little late but we got to bring this up because it's one of the weirdest social media stories that i've seen in a long time the miami mall oh man incident yeah that i don't know if people have heard of this but i caught it on x there was this woman. Yeah. You sent it to me right away, which I immediately yeah. sent it to Justin. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this woman that gets on, and her, the original video was this woman saying, Hey, uh, there's like a hundred cop cars driving to, I don't remember what mall it was in Miami. The original report was that there were teenagers fighting each other with sticks. Yeah, like and a, some kind of gang related, like firework. But she's display. like, Why are there, and there's film of like hundreds of cop cars just. It looked like hundreds, right? Oh. Rolling up. Cop easily, cars rolling up. There was easily a couple hundred. No power, 20 miles in every direction from the mall. So all power cut out, all internet cut out. The, the airport shut down. Mm -hmm. So there was no communication whatsoever. Yeah. And the weird part is zero film from inside this mall. And then the report started to come out. People and they kept getting taken down, but people were writing about it. Yeah, there's these eight to ten foot tall creatures or beings, and people were shooting at them with their sidearms, and they would pop in and out of existence, and like all this weird. So you guys brought this shit. up last week. Yes, uh, has it evolved anymore? You just get a few more eyewitness testimonials starting to kind of come out and kind of like uh, backing up what you're saying in terms of them popping in and out and like it was really a weird like they're they were terrified like they were like and again you know they could be acting or whatever just like you it's know, just weird trying to get attention but yes. yeah but at the same time oh, you sent me one that had like looked like there was a footage of a portal like it looked like it just a what? it looked yeah. like a, a light started and then it grew 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 and, and everybody's like, freaking out and then it just kind of exploded and then kind of disappeared and, and then, you're yeah, like what and, and, there, and everybody one, freaked out you could see everybody running there's video from apartment buildings far away where they had power and they were filming it from their phones and there's one that you can kind of looks like a tall gray like being walking in front of the cop cars or yeah or that being, one's a little that one is hard to tell it's rough because you could also it looks like a couple people together kind of walking 
you know so so it's like is that a couple people or is that one thing that's really big in comparison to the cop cars i don't know everything is super blurry and it's just what's weird to me is all the power is out no internet and then the the people who left the mall said that they had to show their phones to law enforcement that that their phones weren't working they had to show them their photos before they could leave so what's weird to me is regardless of what happened you had Tons of cop cars. They had black That's, helicopters. Honestly, it, it was the attention it got from the authorities that made you be like, "Why? Why all these cops?" But like, no, literally, like they must have like, but no film sent every like cop station in the area there all at once. Yeah, and there's but there's no film. Like you would think that there's something yeah. happening like this. Everybody's got a cell phone. Well, you, you don't think, think you would see something. So you don't think that, okay, so uh, easily if a bunch of teenagers were throwing fireworks and lighting off like that could be, the p- people could have thought it was gunshots, sure, right? Inside sure. there. And you don't think that if people thought there was a, active shooters in a mall that it wouldn't attract every cop car within- That's the story. Yeah. That's the story. That's yeah. the story. Uh, that I just don't know why there's not a single, there's no film, nothing. Nobody has, like everybody in there has a cell phone. Almost everything that happens that's big, you you see video. Yeah. So far, there's, so there's not even film of like kids doing fireworks. Nothing. That's kind uh-uh. of weird. nothing at all. And like I said, all the power and the internet and the airport and helicopters, <laughs> not weird shit. So you get the, all the the conspiracy theorist people like this is like feeds right into their <laughs> uh, like oh my like, god yep, project I had, blue. Beans. I had this date written down yeah. already. I knew yeah. this was gonna happen, you guys. <laughs> finally, you're seeing it. You know, like we're opening them at the portal from hell. It's right here, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm just like, oh great, election year. I didn't uh, want this to be true. Yeah, October surprise, <laughs> aliens are here. <laughs> Oh my we God. can't elect a president. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I could could very. I, honestly, I'm still in like the camp of like there, there could be ways of uh, you know projecting images, of and doing things with like drones to, and to all that to mess with your, you know, the public. So yeah. that's that's all on the table still. Yeah, I thought the, the remember the story of the girl in the airplane. I thought that evolved recently. Didn't I hear something? Oh, the one is like uh, it was. What did she say, Justin? Just, oh, I so this this they're could, not real or what was she saying? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. But oh, that, yeah. something else just came out about her I'm recently. Telling you that one right there. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah <laughs> that you, motherfucker right there is not real. That's actually real. really good. That's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah no, people she, did use digital uh, like to try to break down her face and said it wasn't her. They're like that's not matching. Yeah yeah. We talked about yeah. that. I'm talking about like recent. That was oh really? There's a yeah, new yeah, one. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's something that I just saw. I, again, I don't get sucked in as easily as you guys do with this stuff. So I saw it come across. Oh, and I'm if like, you want to stay asleep, Adam? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Live, live in a, in a hole. Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your head in the sand. It's happening. You know what I'm saying? There's a war that's happening out there. <laughs> we're in a spiritual battle, you guys. I'm yeah, ready. I'm, I'm armed. Do you? Th- what's more likely? Do you guys? Th- or what? What camp are you in? That there's aliens from another planet or it's interdimensional demons interdimensional demons whoa whoa <laughs> easy Fast answer then. It's easy, yeah. It's easy yeah. answer yeah yeah, yeah i don't know Adam? if I, I don't know if i believe in either one yet i'm not sure i'm i'm, I'm on board i know people are gonna freak out They're like what we already have all this stuff which, which one would you rather have i think it's more like would you be would you be more like if it was an alien would you yeah. be more afraid or if it was an interdimensional demon interdimensional to me demon sounds fucking really scary bro really yeah because i'd be way more scared of aliens really yeah dude way more Really? really? If there's a demon, you know for sure, like, oh, God, God's cool. He's got my back. If you're a demon, then we're good. Alien? I mean, alien? 
do whatever he wants. Does to he you. though? Are you let? You yeah, know, yeah, but an alien. You might have a righteous death. We're, we're an alien. We're <laughs> okay. If there's, another, if there's another species on another planet, we're an alien to them. So what? They're as likely. Yeah, but they to, got here. This, so they're smarter. Yes. So they evolved that. The, the, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, I my anal probe. Bro, a uh, multi-dimensional <laughs> demon sounds way worse. Bro. But I feel like I could pray that away. You know what I mean? <laughs> you feel like you pray you know that away. I feel like with an alien, alien's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, like the cross or something. No, yeah. stay back. This works. Listen, uh, if 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 there's if there's aliens, they can get to us. They're smart enough uh, already at that. I'm assuming telepathy. I know where like we're at with weapons. Melt your mind. That means their weaponry has to be to our level or beyond. Way beyond. Yeah, way and they have chosen not to destroy us. So to me, they would more likely be curious or like us hmm. than not like us. An interdimensional demon yeah. sounds like it's out to fucking kill me. Or yeah. if it's a demon, its job <laughs> is to bring me to Satan. That does not sound better than, than an alien. Am I am I alone in this? Doug? No, you're not alone. Okay, you're okay. making a bit of logical <laughs> sense. I'll be I honest. feel like if you're interdimensional as well, that you can just appear out of nowhere. Yes. You yeah, you have. That's you scary. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if I know for sure there's a demon, like I'm cool. I'm like you ain't get. You can't nothing. You can show up in my closet. I got the I told strong you guys, guy. My, my yeah, thing. But an alien. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, interdimensional <laughs> demon would also uh, probably make you feel very confident that there's a god. Yeah, saying. I was gonna and say it's gonna affirm your beliefs. So it right? affirm your yeah. beliefs. We're having an alien from another outer space. We'd still probably question yeah. gods. People yeah, would still yeah, question. Yeah. So, so maybe that part of it, like, well, it's demon might kill me, but at least I know where I'm going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, okay, exactly. I get where you're coming from, but yeah. that's still. What Ever scares. since I was a kid, that was what I always said. Well, when I was a kid, people we would watch scary stuff, and my cousins, but like, oh my god, the spirits and demons. I'd be like, that wouldn't scare me. Bigfoot or aliens would scare the shit out of me because I, I'm pretty convinced of the same thing. Huh? So yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think that that's what they saw. In, interdimensional. So there was one guy that said that it was like they kept appearing Planetary. and reappearing. Sorry. And they looked like shadows and you couldn't like you couldn't like people were shooting at them and the bullets were going through. Yeah. Holograms. Yeah. Holograms. Yep. Maybe. I think I think what's a more likely scenario with all no, I can't speak for these these you know the miami thing but as far as like what's came out with the government and that there's these ufos and all of that i think it's more likely ourselves that we have stuff that we have top secret and it gets leaked or the wrong people yeah, see drones it. i yeah, mean i i think it's more like drones. or other governments i think that there's more of that there are our government and including other governments for other countries are all so undercover and black ops and what makes me think that is like what, what how long was it the uh, what was it? The Blackbird or whatever? Oh was yeah, the Stealth Bomber. Or oh yeah, no, it wasn't the Stealth Bomber. It was the Blackbird. It was the Blackbird uh, yeah, SR. I saw. Yeah. I mean, we had I saw that a for chart of every one of those advancements, and it is like that. There's a whole like progression of technology that you see, like that was secret, like thirty years, right? Revealed. It was like, like a like I think the Blackbird, a, a latest one. Maybe that, you can look it up, Doug. It, Blackbird. I think it's SR seventy one. I think that was invented in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Like early seventies, so like we were that far, but then we find out about the nineties. Yeah, so like the drink, there was one recently. I think it was on the Drinking Bros uh, pro podcast, but he, they were talking about this plane that was so advanced and it, it literally defied all uh, radar, all satellites, See, like everything. Like it was completely invisible, like in terms of like anybody being able to tell whether and or not. I, and I think there. I think the government allows these people to come forward with these stories and things like that because oh, then it, God 1962 bro. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so I, I they think, just withhold all, yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't this learn- knowledge from the public. Yeah, when did we learn about the nineties? Right, it's like thirty years later, yeah, dude. Like, hey, look what we got. So, where do you? Th- I mean, so, so if that's true, but they're then, getting and, it from interdimensional and, and, and by demons. By the way, so that's yeah, I agree. Don't for- <laughs> we I mean, get it from interdimensional demons. That's where we got the technology. <laughs> that's where they're getting all the information from. Come yeah. on, you guys. And and okay, so based on that, Sal. And then you take, if you were to, I, I would love to, there's probably some mathematician that could do this. If you factor in Moore's law to that, where we were with technology then, that was 30 years of being, uh, we basically kept under wraps. Where are we at today? We should be exponentially further. Yeah. So based off of that, to me, it's more likely we've got the ability to do a lot of shit that a lot of people don't know about. And the way we keep everybody guessing or thinking it's aliens is by allowing some of this information to get leaked like this. Do you think that we've already hit um, singularity? Like AGI? We could. I wouldn't be surprised. Why would they announce it to the public? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't announce it to anybody. They would just let it work in a clandestine way. Right. Right? Like our leaders are just whatever they're yeah. just hanging out I, they're not running shit no. i don't think for a second elected officials are running anything and know all the stuff no yeah. way yeah i don't think this so. is yeah. unelected these are well, they're not george i think they're fall, everybody's following algorithms now happening. these are Come bureaucracies that were, they were Come built on. they were built during the especially during the cold war people need to understand like the cold war was a big threat that the world was going to end that was a real threat so it was like, hey, let's fund these agencies, let's build them, and let's make them operate outside of the realm of mm-hmm. the public, outside of the realm of elected officials. They are their job yeah. is to keep us out of. They've had no accountability, <laughs> Dude, and yeah. when they do, oh, whoops, we've made like six trillion dollars. Just like, uh, whoops. That's the other thing when things when like trillions of dollars go disappearing from the Pentagon. I mean, that's well, not like losing a couple. Who's hundred gonna bucks. go yeah. get it? Like, like, well, like who's gonna keep funding that? Yeah, you know, like I, it's just absurdity to me. But you know, the question you might Did you find a picture of what one one trillion dollars would look like oh, in hundred dollar bills. Like, I what? think it's. It's, I think somebody can, sent that. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw that. It's like it, I mean, so much money. You can't just Did you, you can't just lose trillions it's of like dollars. A whole city. And then yeah. your question is, how do they get these elected officials to do what they want? Epstein Island. That's what happens. You got Epstein Island. Boom. We're we're that connecting theory. dots right now. Okay, the, that's the I'm aligned with that too. Like I, that to me sounds. Did you know? Just which saying, is why too. So I mean. It, I, I can't wrap my brain around. I said this off air the other day to you guys. When it's like, well, what, what, how many times did did, did Clinton tra- go to the thirty uh, something? 30, I haven't been <laughs> anywhere. I haven't been anywhere thirty something times. You're right. Yeah. Think like sh- even name, L.A. And it's I like, haven't been know, to any of your houses thirty eight. I haven't been anywhere thirty something times. So the fact that this president and these people flew power, there, flew there that many times is fucking weird. It's bananas. Yeah. Weird. You, did, yeah. Did you know that Jill saying? Maxwell, right? The girl that now she's in jail or whatever, that, you know, was with Jeffrey Epstein. Did you know her, who her dad was? Yeah, he was, uh, he worked for the Mossad. He was. Doug, look up Jilsane Maxwell's father. Wait, wait, wait that's a, where's a trillion? There's at? a trillion dollars right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a city block. Bro, that's it's, it's so it's, much bro, money. Bro, it's stacked to be as high as like I the- know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Doug, there's there's 20 trillion God, right there. bro, go back to that. That's Put that into perspective. There's people that have that much wealth. That's like what? Insane. Okay, what are they spending that money on? <laughs> Did you just say they missed UFOs? Out six trillion dollars. How do you spend six trillion dollars? Yeah, uh, you build some badass, crazy shit, dude. Crazy. So, well, just, 
What's the what's the most expensive fighter? Nobody jet thinks cost? about that stuff and it drives me crazy. No, it's in, I think it's yeah, close. hundred million. Yeah, hundred million. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred million. So yeah, yeah. so exp- imagine if the most expensive fighter jet is that. Imagine the one that you know can travel in time and shit. Google How, Google. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking expensive that is. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jelaine Maxwell's father was a media proprietor, spy, and publisher. He was a. Oh, did you see the thing about? He was Mossad agent. Didn't I see you guys the sisters and how like. Jocelyn's sister and her and how they're all tied. Oh man, I sent this to you guys Bro, a while back. You that whole watch. thing is so crazy. It's yeah, it's so crazy. You know what the craziest part is though? Of all of this, the craziest part is what's his name was going. Who's the physicist in the wheelchair? <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Oh, Stephen Hawking. He went to the island a bunch of times. Oh my god, the internet's what? been so crazy Bro. with him and <laughs> the memes. Like I, I die every day. I wake up. Bro. That's the one thing I look forward to is like the memes about Stephen Hawking. There's one. I don't know what movie it's from, but it's like uh, it's all Stephen Hawking <laughs> arriving at FC Island. It's a guy in a wheelchair like crashing through a window. Yeah. Like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's he gonna do there? <laughs> the internet's one on that. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. No, that was that was a shocker. I, I, uh, What's even scarier is the the those are the people they're letting us know about. Like, how crazy is that? I know. Mm-hmm. Like, if that, that that's who you get to know, it's like, well, what does that mean? We don't get to know. Like, that's I don't know. Well, some people were actually already taken off. They said we can't release this. Oh yeah. Why? Who could mm-hmm. it be that we can't know? Yeah, if there's presidents, ex presidents yeah. on there. Like, who? I I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I saw Oprah was on that list too, huh? Oprah? Yeah. yeah. She's on the list. Oh, you know what on. bummed me out was yeah. uh, Charles Barkley was on there. Oh, was Barkley on there yeah, too? Yeah, that bummed me out. Yeah. So Anthony Kiedis too. It was like, oh, wow. I mean, you have to believe, or at least I would think, because you put yourself in Barkley's or someone's at that level and everybody who's famous goes there. Like you, like probably a lot of people did go there that didn't know, and maybe that's what they found. They out. thought it was like the Playboy Mansion or something, sure. and then exactly. You know, then they, there, you know, the theory that he, that Hugh Hefner was the same way. That Hugh Hefner. Oh, I'm sure he used the Playboy Mansion, or, or it was used as a way to. Well, there was out. a, you know, there was like a tunnel and like yeah. a way to yeah escape, and like they 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 kind of like figure that that might have been a trafficking uh, tunnel. Well, even wow. if it, even if neither Playboy Mansion or that was not created with that intent, it just organically happens to be that. Yeah. You allow crazy shit to happen. Lots of married, important people are coming Filming. there. Yeah, and so yeah, you you just you've got the ultimate. You have the ultimate black we- blackmail weapon, even if you didn't even intend for it. to I be I mean, that this way, has right? sort of been the mo since the dawn of time, and in, in terms of power, right? Like we see this in Game of Thrones, where it's like you know, the brothels and all this, like you get all the information and dirt and you hold that blackmail against powerful people. It's like, why would that not be a recipe, you know, like going forward with like world leaders? It's very clear. It's, it's, it seems very obvious that that Island was used for blackmail. Yeah. It seems very, very obvious. Did you see Cat Williams kind of coming yes, out this year? And yes. like he was calling out uh, Kevin Hart and, and saying he was like a plant, like an industry plant and really? all this stuff. Yeah. He, he said like, he got, he's going off. He said he got offered all kinds of money to be a part of like all their Illuminati bullshit. What? So, yeah. You have to watch it. It's like one of the craziest interviews. It was with uh, Shannon Sharp and, uh, and uh, Cat, Cat Williams. It just yeah. happened. It just happened. How scary would yeah. that be, right? Like you're a hardworking artist. You start to get some success. You're like taking off. Then you get taken into a room or a party and they reveal to you like, hey, here's the deal. You got to do this. Otherwise we'll destroy you. Like I would be like, 
damn it. I wish I didn't know this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. God damn. What am I going to do? Do you think it's like that? I think, I think it's more, I think it's less. We're going to destroy you. And it's more, I think people it's more like gaining access. Yeah. I think it's more people are, people are more enamored yeah, implied, by, right? by greed and fame that sure. you don't even need to threaten. Yeah. But it's implied. You know what I mean? It's implied. Like if I don't go along, what's going to happen? Mm, see, you know I don't see, I don't think that because then I think then it would be this, it would people that would, wouldn't didn't accept it would would speak out more i think it's more like hey you have this opportunity yeah. and the, and let me present to you what you can do if you come this way and if you don't you don't and then you it, they don't care that you don't yeah. they're just looking for more people to join their side but you know what i mean it would be implied like oh great now i'm not going to get no movie <laughs> yeah now i'm not going to get any record label well you know, I don't well, know. hey yeah. i wanted to ask you you said you got off the phone with um organifi and they were talking about shilajit big drew yeah yeah they've been so we were talking about. I we knew were, it would crush. I knew. Yeah, it. we were supposed to do like a, a like a photo shoot with the product. It's been and like that. sold it's like, out. One, it gets here. It, it's gone here as soon as we get it. And so I said, "Could you send me more boxes?" He's like, "We're sold out over here right now." It's like it's it's moved wow. up, almost faster than any product they've ever done before. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, I told I think, you guys when I saw it, and I saw that it was legit. I had brought a year. Oh God, it must have been three, four years ago. I brought it legit. Up. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Yeah. I brought it up years ago that Shilajit, it's one of those compounds used in like Ayurvedic medicine or whatever that has a lot of data supporting it. There's very, there's not a lot of those that are out there. There's a lot of them with a lot of anecdote, but this has, look it up. If you guys, whoever's watching, listening to this doesn't believe me, look up Shilajit studies. And what you'll find is increased testosterone, increased recovery, improved fertility, hormone balancing, anti-inflammatory effects, all proven- yeah. By studies. And so I always thought, like, why isn't this like a blockbuster? Yeah. And really, it was just he had to make it a tasty gummy. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like, it, it's kind of like when we saw the studies on red light therapy. Yeah. You know, it was like hard to like, really? All these things? Yep. It was like, like it covered so many benefits. I mean, I think that's what it is, is it, it's it's got so many positive things. It's a, it, what would you quote unquote a, a health supplement, right? Yeah. It fall yeah. in that category and it tastes good in a gummy. Yeah. It's an, it's and you easy. feel it. It's easy. It's you smart. Take it, take it for a few days or a week. You start to feel like, oh, I feel good. Now, okay. Mm -hmm. So along those lines, is it like, oh, I forget what else you've explained to me before that has a compounding effect. The more consistent yes. you are taking yes. it. So it does. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's not a, a stimulant. Like you don't take it and be like, whoa, I feel it. But after a few days or a week, then you start <clears> to just feel better. Kind of like a supplement like ashwagandha where you start to notice it after you take it somewhat consistently now that's considered an adaptogen does yes. this is this considered i would put it in the category actually of okay. adaptogen okay. i don't know if you could classify it as one but i would say it feels like one okay in terms of its effects mm -hmm. yeah anyway i gotta um i'm gonna do a little confession here because i brought it up on air and because i want to stay as authentic as possible and i want to not continue down this this path or whatever i did i told everybody i was going to try and go off cannabis and kratom and I had a failure this weekend. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it take a step depends back. on how you look at it. It's not necessarily a failure. Uh, it was a failure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a failure. Did you? I mean, uh, was it smoking? Was it weed? Was you? Was you uh, no, it was a, a vape. So, uh, so yeah. So Jessica and the kids went out of town. I was alone, which I don't like to be anyway. I hate being alone, which is a whole nother story. And uh, I made sure there was none in the house. Right. So none in the house. Make sure there's none in the house. And, uh, I, fuck man, I went through the closet and I found the old volcano and there was some left in there and I had some. And then by that point, once you go 
that point, then you're like, well, I might as well keep going. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> so then I took all the other drugs. So then I ordered no, no, no. all the all the. So then I ordered some more. It's you know, it's a shitty feeling, man. I know what this. The, like I, I get this. The whole it's all psychological, right? But it's such a weird. It is psychological battle, so, dude. I'm really so I'm, I was I was I'm yeah. glad you brought it's that really, up. It's really weird. It's really weird to admit too, because uh, you know, it's like why can't I just? Yeah, but okay, so hmm. so I I I mean I I I go back and forth on like you know breaks that I would say I take because I don't I I had stopped smoking what i don't know how many months ago it was when i shared that on the podcast since then i've smoked right um but i don't i don't i guess i don't beat myself up like i failed right like yeah i had the intention of like oh i want to stop and i don't i don't want to and let's see if i don't have to at all sure. or, or whatever and that was kind of my attitude was like you know i really don't want to do this I, I shared the story about max and so that really hit home for me that i'm like i don't want my son to have that smell around the house yeah. i don't want to and i i, I want to have the marijuana conversation when he's a teenager not when he's fucking eight mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that was what really motivated me to to go that direction now, since then, I've had a handful of times for sure that I, I have, and there's some things that I, I just, I really like, I still love about it, you know, and I, and I admit that and I know that. And so where I'm at now, I, I think I have a better balance around where I was. I think I, I think I was out of balance. That was enough for me to kind of wake me up and say, hey, I'm going to stop doing this. I've, I've now done that, but I don't have this, like I failed. Yeah. on myself do you beat yourself up like, yeah i do and yeah. I, I know that's a that's yeah. a terrible uh strategy because that can lead uh that just leads to more uh, rebellion yeah just like more, we teach people with that 100 yeah so i know i mean i know what i know i know what's happening it's hard to stop uh that process but i i say i failed because i haven't proven to myself yet that i can just have nothing for long enough so it mm. wasn't what was it a week or two two weeks maybe and mm. so it's like okay like what the hell? So now make it to two weeks, bro. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, That's what it. the hell? Yeah. You know, what well, is going on? You know on? what you know what was what I think was really tough for me was I, I remember the like the first two or three times that I had after I had not for because I went like two months, I think it was pretty consistent with nothing. And I when I reintroduced it, I had some of the best nights of sleep I had had in yeah. months. And that was like the really selling, like, oh God, a freaking yeah. you know, I don't want to need it which I've proven to myself I can do that. But then it was like, boy, has it, it's a, a useful tool for me. It's especially I recognize when I, we got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. If I got a lot of stuff going on on my plate and I'm like super here coming down at night for me sometimes is really, it, really It was tough. the perfect storm for yeah. me. I was home without anybody. I, I felt I was coming down with something. So I had like a mild, I was mildly ill, which makes me depressed anyway. I don't like to be alone anyway. So I'm like sitting there in my own, you know, whatever. And I'm not doing something else to help myself. I'm just sitting there trying to watch TV or whatever. And that's just a bad, uh, just a bad combination. I mean, Perfect I, I, storm. I don't know if you're sharing to, to, to receive any advice around it, but mine would just be uh, literally, I think you have to have empathy for yourself in the situation. I think that, um, I, I think when you put it in the category of it's bad, wrong, I failed, Again, it creates that same relation. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have that. Yeah, yeah. So it's one hundred percent what I'm trying to. Yeah, trying to work on. Yeah, and I think it's just hey, I'm like, and I and I and I still have that now where I'm like, again, I'm like, hey, I still still stand by what I said originally with, you know, pulling off of it is like I don't, you know, so I'm very cautious now about like, oh, if I go, it's outside, yeah. and it's like, I get oh. the I get I get the self shame that people go through when they're <clears throat> trying to fix their diet. Totally I get that same thing. Um, and it's a uh, it's self defeating. It's very hard to reverse. 
So I get that. That's what I'm working on right now. It's like, okay, how do I get myself out of that loop where if I take a step back, it's not uh, like, you know, I'm going to beat myself up for it for a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the self-awareness that you have around it. You guys hug me or something. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. Fuck that. (laughs) FaceTime me. Totally joking. You got to break the tension. What was I talking? There was something. (laughs) Did you guys, I I don't know if we shared this on air. There was like that viral uh, uh, comedian or the clip that comedian did about he went on a um, golf trip with his buddy who just had a a divorce or broke up with with his girlfriend like that. And the the wife is like, hey, how's, how's John? You know what I'm saying? They're like, how should I know? Well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> did you did you golf with him eighteen holes? Yeah. You didn't ask him what he's doing. Well, it didn't come up. Yeah. yeah. Well, d- didn't they get a divorce? Yeah. Well, how's he doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You talking about? Where is your girlfriend? What's your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's guys. <laughs> yeah. We just golf. Yeah, yeah. He's got a new driver. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, speaking of Brian Regan. Speaking of driving, like, our trainer uh, course is coming up. It's coming up in a couple days. Yeah. It's coming. It's here Monday. Sign up for it. It's mindpumptrainer.com. And our goal is for you to leave with information that you can use immediately to improve the success of your clients and your business. These are things that we found to be uh, big rocks that really make a big difference uh, with the trainers that we've worked with. And there's some surprises coming up. And what's the link again? Mindpumptrainer.com. Mindpumptrainer.com. And then the shout out was, uh, the guy's name is John Dorsey. So shout out to John Dorsey. His uh, Instagram handle is goob underscore U2. Check him out. Hey, look, if you want an on-the-go snack that's natural, not heavily processed, that's high in protein, low in carbs, check out Paleo Valley's Meat Sticks. These are grass-fed meat sticks. They're not dry. They're delicious. And it's a great way to supplement your diet with a snack you could take anywhere. Go check them out. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash mindpump. Use the code mindpump15 and get yourself 15% off. All right, back to the show. Our first caller is Jessica from Oregon. Hi, Jessica. How can we help you? Hey, good morning. How is everyone? Good morning. Good. good. Um, I'll start with my question and give you a little background. My question is, does a strength training practice, a robust one, eventually lead to a reduction in flexibility, absent any kind of mobility training, yoga, stretching, things like that? Um, For background, I'm 51. I've been strength training for a year. My routine is three to four days a week, full body. I've always been naturally very flexible. I would say before this year, I would do yoga maybe twice a month or something like that. But I've done nothing this past year. I've only strength trained. I've noticed recently, I just feel less flexible. I feel tighter. And it kind of got me wondering if it's just a natural byproduct of strength training. I think about too, like the guys I know who are all really built, they're really inflexible. And so, I don't know, it just kind of got me thinking about that. I particularly feel tightness in my posterior chain, my lower back. Um, I think the deadlift is probably my least confident lift. I do also have a compression fracture in my lower spine. So that I'm just kind of mindful of working around that as well. I mean, my goal is aging well. I want to be strong. I want to be flexible. And I'm curious about the need for active muscle stretching to have that goal. And as I continue strength training, like how to optimize for both. What a question. What a great question. This is a a complicated question. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a common misunderstanding around strength training and that it makes people tighter. Um, it does, it does not do that, but let's talk about tightness first. Let's examine what's happening. Why does the body get tight in the first place? So the the central nervous system controls your muscles. It'll tell your muscles 
to contract or relax. It also controls the extensibility of a muscle, how far or long it allows the muscle to get, okay? What makes a body part or muscle area tight is your body sensing instability mm -hmm. or sensing potential danger. Or weakness. Yeah. Right? And it's weakness. It's now, protective. Now, here's where it gets complicated, okay? Weakness can mean that you're strong in one direction and it's disproportionate to another direction, therefore causing instability. To give you an easy example, if I had, let's say that there's, I'm going to make up a ratio, okay? Let's just say there's a ratio of two to 2.5 in terms of strength between the quadriceps and the hamstrings, okay? That's not the number, but let's just make that up and say that that's the ideal ratio where the body feels stable. It's way more complex than that, but we'll just play with that number right there. And then let's say you work out your legs a lot and your quads and hamstrings get stronger, except your quads get stronger a lot faster than your hamstrings because of the way that you train, maybe the exercises you focus on, the range of motion, whatever. So now that ratio is more like a three to two or three to one. Even though both of them got stronger, the ratio of strength now moves into a range where your body feels unstable. And you see this with sprinters, for example. Hamstring pulls are common in sprinters. Hamstrings on sprinters are way stronger than the average person. But what happens is they get this, this, this power dynamic where there's instability because the power they can generate with one area doesn't necessarily support. It far exceeds it. It far exceeds the stability that is present. So how can we get tighter with strength training? Well, if you've done a lot of the same exercises over and over again, you're not training in different ranges of motion or different planes of movement, you're getting really strong in particular ways, but the stability that's there to support it and the other ranges of motion and the other planes of movement aren't necessarily keeping up. And so what happens is your body starts to limit your range of motion and your movement to keep you in what it considers to be safe. So a bodybuilder who builds lots of muscle with the same, you know, 20 exercises all the time goes to throw a baseball and his stabilizer muscles and his rotator cuff, right? His infraspinatus, supraspinatus, whatever, they can't support the throw. It'll limit his speed or he'll overcome it, throw hard and tear his rotator cuff or twist in the back seat to get something and hurt his low back. And he's like, what the heck? That doesn't make any sense. I'm, I thought I was so strong. So really it's about balance. The body has to feel stable and strong and balance is a part of it. Now, to be very clear, proper strength training is one of the best flexibility tools that exists, mm -hmm. uh, proper being the, the key word, because strength training gives you strength in ranges of motion, whereas just static stretching gives you range of motion, but doesn't give you strength. Mm -hmm. Like a baby- It's useful. Yeah, it's right. So like a baby who's super flexible, no strength, very unstable, right? You put a put weight on a baby, a baby's gonna hurt itself. Don't do that. Uh, so, so that's what's happening. So it's more complex. So I would look at your workout, identify where the tightness is, and what's probably happening is you have either lateral stability issues or rotational weakness, mm -hmm. or your, you know your range of motion has been the same, and you're just continuing to add weight without maybe going lateral and rotation are the most common. That's the most common. Yeah, yeah lateral rotation and then like shortened range of motion on things like squats. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'd say those are probably the three the most big culprits. Yeah, most common with clients is we 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 neglect lateral movement, we neglect rotational movements, or we neglect full range of motion in movements like the squat, the overhead press, and things like that tend to cause the same issue. Totally. So to give you like another example, um, you know, years ago I trained a, a high level baseball player in high school. Was actually going to get uh, he was going to go to a, a D one 
college. He, was, he threw incredible speed. He'd never done any other sport than baseball, never did his strength training, just played baseball his whole life. His uh, stepfather hired me to train him. The imbalance between his right and left side were incredible. His body started to develop in that direction. If you do the same exercise all the time with strength training, your body's going to develop in that way, and it's going to start to limit your movement as a result. So I can guess that your workout, you're probably following the big basic lifts, which are great for building muscle, but you're probably now got to the point where you're pretty strong. In fact, I'm looking at your numbers here. You are really strong. You're deadlifting 190 pounds, 170 pound barbell squat. You're bench pressing 105 pounds in a year's worth of training. Female, I mean, you're doing, you're only weigh 143 pounds. Yeah, those are great numbers. You're really strong, but you're probably now starting to create some instability because the strength is probably in. I mean, what do you limited s- movement? What do you say, performance or symmetry or both? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would love to see you go through map symmetry Either and mass performance. I think they're both going to benefit. Uh, totally, what well, you're seeing. Well, what does your workout look like, Jessica? Like, what do you? What is? Is it all of this ringing a bell? What am I saying? Is, it, is this resonating? Yeah, it's it's completely. I mean, I basically did the same workout. I mean, again, three, four days a week for the first 10 months. I'm on anabolic. I'm doing the advanced calendar right now. And I really kind of felt like I needed a change. This was a couple months ago. I just Mm. felt like I, I was doing the same thing. And I, and I recognize that your, yours are similar, but they were different enough. And of course those, those, the phases that you move through are really helpful. I wasn't doing any kind of really rep and, and weight variation like you have. So I'm in phase three of anabolic, the advanced calendar right now. Um, And I was just going to do it again, but it really does feel very true that I've basically done the same kind of yeah 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 um, that's all you need exercises for a year yeah. yeah I would go I would go maps symmetry or maps performance next and then follow those two yeah, those two would be ideal for you so whichever one which one you want I'll give you one of those which one do you want performance or I don't symmetry? know enough about the differences oh okay. I trust you guys I you know I've got four three four days in the gym easy an hour I, and you've only been first. strength training for a year yeah well I, let's go performance yeah We'll go performance, follow that up with symmetry. Right. Here's the problem with MAPS Anabolic. Uh, it's, this is going to sound like a commercial. It's so effective <laughs> at building strength and muscle and boosting metabolism that people cycle it over and over. It's the, it's the program that people tend to stick to. addicted to it. They get yeah. addicted to it, but it's so, uh, it's so focused on one plane. It's like deadlift, squat, yeah. bench, overhead press, row, and it's great for building muscle and strength. But you've, if you get really strong and, and you just stick to those exercises, your lateral stability, I can guarantee you, is lacking. Your rotational stability is lacking. You've got some some your, some stability issues now because you've built so much strength in, in this limited scope. So it's definitely time to move forward. This is why we recommend people go MAPS anabolic, MAPS performance. We always recommend people follow up anabolic with performance because of what you're talking about. But great awareness. I yeah. think that I think you've done incredible yeah. already. The gains you've made in a year in strength, and and the fact that you have the awareness of you're starting to pick up and notice these things. But that's exactly why we wrote performance. That was the follow up program for these exact reasons. Our our philosophy or our original core programs were maps anabolic, maps performance, and then maps aesthetic. And in the ideal world, most all general population, if you're just looking for overall strength, mobility, health, longevity. That you, that's the kind of order that almost everybody should really follow. Yes, we have other things to individualize for people and be more specific, but for the general population that's looking for overall like aesthetics as far as body fat reduction, muscle gain, strength, mobility, like that's the pursuit right yeah. there. And I, and I want to be clear, Jessica, you're not going to compromise 
like fat loss and muscle gain by focusing now on it's not, in fact, you're compromising it now because you're going to start to get really limited by what you're talking about. In fact, if you continue to stick to maps anabolic, it'll start to get to the point where you're going to start to hit some, some walls and plateaus because your stability is not going to allow you your instability. I should say, is not going to allow you to continue uh, to progress. So very common issue. And this is why you see big, like the big, you know, bros in the gym and they look yeah. so tight. That's exactly what's happening with them is they, they look at a program like mass performance. They're really strong in one direction. Yeah. They're like, I'm not going to do all, yeah. you know, mobility, like who cares or whatever. By the way, if you did a bunch of static stretching to offset this, you would be doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So I'm glad you called you, you, you got here on it. Yeah. Cause the static stretching would temporarily alleviate some of the issues, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't fix the root cause. So. Yeah. Okay, that's super helpful. Sure. I mean, do you have objection to sort of off day yoga once or twice a week? I mean, no, no, like, that's yoga is not be, really about be, the stretching piece. That's just more. No, no, that would complement that. Yeah. What, what, what the active. mistake that the mistake that I think Sal's alluding to is that what people do is they they stop they they get freak out they stop the weight training and then they go yes. over to just doing yoga and that would be a big mistake. But to add yoga into like mass performance, what a great compliment. In yeah. fact, what you're gonna find, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to you running performance, especially since you like yoga like you'll see what our oh, mo our it. mobility days are it's like active yoga yeah. so you're moving through these kind of yoga like poses and those are your your every other day so you have strength training days like anabolic has laid out foundational days and then every other day are what we call mobility days which you're going to find are similar to the feeling that you get when you do your yoga okay yeah. i'm excited thanks yeah. so much I, that's great i really appreciate that yeah you awesome. got it. i appreciate your question a lot. yeah Thank circle you. back with us i'd love to hear how it goes after you go through the program Okay, thanks so much. I'll let you know. Hey, I want to do a quick shout out to Rob Reed. He's one of your coaches and consultants. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in Kentucky. I think I'd sent a question in about the difference in a couple of other programs, and um, he came back with a, I did offering a thirty minute assessment, and he was great. I kind of was going high on right in a, on a couple of things, and he straightened me out. And I just want to do a shout out for him. Yeah, Rob, awesome. great guy. Rob, all, all right, right. Great, great job, Good Rob. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jessica. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. You got it. I appreciate that question yeah. because it allows us to go in and break down exactly what's happening because that stupid myth continues to exist and it's reinforced by what people is a observe podcast. Well, the reason why, right, well, the reason subject. why it's reinforced is because there is some truth in it. That's right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, it re it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I do feel tighter. You know. Well, yeah, you get really strong in that one direction. You just have to make sure you incorporate all these other moves so that way too you can counterbalance that imbalance. I mean, great awareness on her part to do this, but then also a, a reminder to the audience that's, you know, maybe came on board in just the last six months or a year and haven't heard the evolution of the MAPS programs. But when we wrote them, we wrote them with that intent. It's like, I don't care what your pursuit is, most all people in the ideal world, if you were to hire us as trainers, we would run you through that order. Mm -hmm. yep. One way or another or some way or another, we would run you through that type of a, a protocol because eventually this is what will happen to anybody and everybody that follows That's right. MAPS Anabolic or all our muscle-building programs that are based in the sagittal plane. We'll get You're to it get before that. it becomes a problem. Right. Our next caller is Adam from California. Adam, what's happening, man? How can we help you? Hey, how are you guys? Good. good. Where are you at, bro? What's happening? What is that? What was that? Where are you at? Uh, I'm in the captain's barracks. Uh, oh, wow. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on duty right now. I, I asked for permission to do like a 15-minute. Nice. Oh, good deal, man. So, sorry, those are all lockers. Okay. Yeah, hey, no worries. How can we help you, dude? Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I've been listening for quite a while now, so like everything you guys are doing. Um, anyway, I'm uh, 6'2", 225 pounds, 33 years old. I'm a firefighter, but I just promoted, so for the next two years, I'm off the engine. 
kind of behind a desk. So I just had to plan out my movements more. Um, but my workouts are really consistent. Um, I'm at a place where I don't care so much about the scale and I just want to sculpt my body. Uh, I want to be stronger and leaner for sure. Um, and in January, just some backstory, uh, January 23. So about a year ago, I was 278 pounds oh, wow. and just had enough. Um, I was out of breath, just tying my shoes, my back hurt, my libido was low. Um, I was always the last on our, our hikes, uh, with the firefighters and just wasn't a really good example for the guys that I was leading. Um, so I got serious and I, uh, I got a coach. So thank you guys, because I got him from uh, a shout out. You guys did uh, Braden from look like you left. Okay. Um, so, uh, I got down to two twenty three. Um, in October for my wedding and, uh, uh, I'm super happy with the progress that I made and I just want to keep going. Um, I haven't had the coach since August, so I've kept it all off, uh, for quite a while now. Um, but I just don't know what to do, uh, to get my body fat down and just keep in increasing my strength. The scale that I have says that my body fat's like 25%. Um, I'm finishing up maps powerlift, which I just did. Um, and I made the, the max attempts uh, uh, just because I knew I was coming on here. So um, <laughs> my new maxes were uh, 405 for squat, 425 for deadlift, 195 for overhead press strict, and uh, 300 for bench. Wow. Very nice. Uh, um, yeah. And I, I feel like I did some of it wrong, uh, but just because I was in a, uh, I was in a kind of in a deficit of maintenance for a little bit of it, but then a deficit for most of that. So, um, about 400, 450 calorie deficit, um, just cause I came back from my honeymoon and I felt like my weight was a little up. So I was like, oh, I'll bring it down a little bit, which probably wasn't the greatest idea for power lifts, but I do hit at least 10,000 steps a day. My calories are 2450 proteins, 240 carbs, 168 fats, 91. Um, I eat whole foods except for my magic spoon. Thanks again, guys. Um, and the bear bell, uh, protein bars, um, and, uh, I'm, I'm just looking for guidance on what you guys think I should do next, um, just to improve my physique. And I'm just really excited for it. My second part of the question before we go is 2,900 maintenance calories is kind of where I'm at. And it just seems low. And I just want to know what you guys thought. Yeah, I would, judging by what you've done before, um, we know, we know Braden and the type of like programming I know he does. He's got solid programming it's similar to like our anabolic type of philosophy, it sounds like you would do really well in a slight calorie surplus yep. and a different type of a program. Like let's say performance or strong or like a, a program that is less traditional uh, lifting and and go that direction with a calorie surplus. I think it would serve you really well right now. Yeah. Are you are you like because powerlift is a great program. Are you really stuck on like bench deadlift and squat or like how how different can we take you? Uh, yeah, I've. I, old time. Yeah, I'm down whatever. for. I'm honestly, I'm down for whatever. Uh, 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 I just been doing that. That kind of stayed with the. That was like Braden's uh, kind of program going with that. So, well, I'm down to do whatever. Adam, I'm going to send you Maps Old Time Strength. Yeah, especially Ooh, for yeah. the work that you do. I know you work behind the desk, but uh, you'll love it. You'll probably recommend it to some of the guys you lead or people you lead on your team uh, because the the strength gains on it are unconventional and amazing. Like people, you'll love it. And I, and I, th I agree with Adam. I think you should go on a reverse diet. I think you should go on a slight surplus. So if yeah. your maintenance is 29, I'd average about 3000 a day, focus on getting stronger, 
slowly bring your calories up throughout the program, trying to gain too much body fat. So if you start to gain body fat, bring it back down, kind of hover a little bit. And then at the end of the program, when you're done with it, then you can go back on a cut. But we, I want to see your calories a little higher before we cut yeah, you. Yeah, I would love to see you get up to like 3,500 calories yeah. without putting, like, that would be a good goal for this is, can I follow this program? Can I slowly increase getting up to 3,500 calories and not see an increase really in body fat percentage? Just build muscle. Yeah, just building muscle or maintaining your weight while increasing those calories while following a program like that, I think it's going to really, really yeah. serve you. And then we could reverse. And to then a, you could cut. Yeah, do a mm-hmm. cut with a transition to another program. Hey, shout out to uh, 209. You grew up over there or what? Uh, yeah, no, I'm from uh, Turlock. Okay. So I don't know if you guys are familiar I, with the area. I, yeah. I went to Oakdale High School. So, and I had family oh, in Turlock. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had family over there. Right on. Yep. Born and raised. Oh, so I, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. Super excited to be here. So, uh, well, thanks for everything you guys do. Yeah. Right, Adam, By the yeah. way, when you do the reverse diet and you follow the program, just expect to just get stronger. You're just going to see your strength. When you see the strength going up and your weight not going up too much on the scale, you know you're on the right track. Oh, awesome. All right, man. Thanks, guys. All right, Thank Adam. you, brother. That was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, damn, good job so far. He yeah. lost a lot of weight. Oh, no. He's, he's strong as hell. Well, I mean. I mean, know, that's excellent. Also, you know, shout out to Braden. I mean, I know that he's one of the reasons why we found him and liked him is he's younger generation promoting like yeah. the big core lifts and like this mm-hmm. is the this is the way to get. You know, it's so great too, right? A guy who's 270 pounds, you, you think the path to losing the 50 pounds is, oh, cardio yeah, like crazy. Run yeah, yeah, run. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Instead, change the stimulus. Yeah, get strong, yeah. lift like power lift, and look how much it served him. And look at his, his numbers are f- phenomenal. Dude. Oh, so so we have studies now that show this. Stra- nothing dude. beats strength training when it comes to fat once loss. You, yeah, once you establish that foundational sort of meat and potatoes uh, programming, like I love when somebody gets to get into the arena of the old time. Oh, strength he's going to love that, dude. Those unconventional lifts, you're going to feel so strong and, and, especially like doing what he does for work. It's going to play, yeah. you know, so much. This is one of my favorite moves to do with clients. It would be to assess someone like this and, and get an idea of like, okay, he's done great. He's followed this similar type of a protocol. He's in a deficit, like reverse them out and switch up the stimulus completely. Like if you're used to training power lift, maps, anabolic, kind of traditional, mm-hmm. you know, type of lifts, uh, and then switching them over to something like old timey or performance or OCO. Yeah. These, these, programs that are Shocking so off. different yeah it's going to shock the system it's going to be like a whole new novel stimulus so that's going to promote growth while you're also feeding the body more calories than usual hopefully all that gets partitioned over to building this newfound muscle that you're you're stimulating different our next caller is austin from utah awesome what's happening man how can we help you hey uh so i've again thanks for having me on the show i guess again one more time i'm grateful uh, for all you guys do for me, you guys have, you guys have helped me a lot to see that there's more goals than just aesthetic with, with fitness. And I'm, and I'm grateful for that. Thanks. Um, for the past couple of years, I've been training a lot of unilateral. I ran map symmetry several times, uh, because the last time I talked to you, I was, I was asking about a broken leg that had actually grown back stronger than my other leg. And so since then, I see a lot of strength imbalances fixed there. But my question today is, um, since we talked last time, I kind of switched career paths because I just got sick of working at a desk. And uh, I'm a contractor now. I do a lot of activity each day. 
Um, and I guess I've been working out for the past four years, roughly. And my body's pretty much stayed the exact same. Like I've gained 10 pounds. If anything, I look a little bit fatter. Uh, but I, I've noticed some things like with map symmetry, I've noticed that my imbalances have been fixed and it feels good. But lately I've been feeling really burnt out of working out, um, as many times a day as, or as many times a week as a maps program calls for, you know, even just the two or three times, uh, a week that I work out when I do maps anabolic, it feels like a little bit too much. Um, and I'm wondering how I can modify these programs. Cause I love running maps symmetry. I love maps power lift. I love anabolic. I'm wondering how I can modify these programs so that I can have them fit my lifestyle more so that, you know, I mean, right now I'm just focused on, um, on improving the way I feel rather than the way I look. Cause you know, if, if I was focused on the way I look, I would have quit a while ago. And so <laughs> I, uh, I just want to know how I can modify these, these programs because I love symmetry and power lift and I would love to run those, but it's just, it feels like too much volume on any given day. Uh, so do I just r- cut it back to only the major lifts Mass or 15. do I Mass split 15. them up? I don't know. Mass 15 and the, the slight modification. So Mass 15 is going to represent like your, the power lift style as far as the, those are the big compound lifts that we have you do. Basically you do two compound lifts a day. Uh, every day. That's basically it. Uh, and the way you can modify that to complement some of the things that you appreciate about symmetry is either one, trade out one of the compound lifts for a unilateral movement or on days where you feel good and you could and you feel like you could handle a little more volume, add an exercise in there that is a unilateral movement. So you could, as simple as that. I'd follow MAPS 15, the advanced version, pretty much how it's laid out. Um, the days that you feel really good and you can add more, I would add a unilateral movement that you have found has benefited you a lot into the day or trade out the squats or deadlifts or whatever, you know, uh, bilateral movements in there for a unilateral movement. Yeah. And, and I think that'll serve you. You know, if you feel like it's too much, it is. Uh, and you did change your lifestyle dramatically. You went from working at a desk to being a contractor. I'm assuming you're moving a lot more and your job is a lot more physical than it used to be. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, and that's why you're feeling, so, you know, we tend to train, uh, to the point where this is how much we can tolerate. And then what happens is our lifestyles changes and we keep our training the same. Well, you you probably were, it was probably the right amount of volume and frequency and and intensity before, but now your lifestyle is totally different. You're, you're moving way more. You're blue collar, um, and so that's just now inappropriate. When's the last time you took some time off from working out? Yeah. Um, I've actually been kind of just the, the, the past four weeks. I've literally only been going in to do the repatterning movements and everything. And oh, good. Prime and prime. So that's, that's exclusively what I've been doing for a month. And how's it feel? Do you feel a little bit better? Uh, you feel, it, it feels a lot better. Yeah. I can do a workout every day without burning myself out. So you're see, you're on the right track, yeah. dude. Um, Adam's advice is, is, is perfect, but just, just so you know, if you want to follow other programs, you can simply cut the volume way down. So if it, if it asks for three sets, you could do one working set. If there's, you know, three exercises, you could do one of the exercises. You could always do that. And if you have to pick the exercise, typically the first one is the important one. 
the most important one for the body part. So you're, you're on the right track. I like what you've done for the last four weeks, in fact. So I think if you go from that to MAPS 15 advanced version, I think you're going to start to see some nice results. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like, I love running all your guys' fun programs. I've been definitely excited to, to try old time strength. That's one that I'm excited to try sometime soon. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I, I knew that maps 15 is what you guys were going to say. Which <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I want to know how to modify these other fun programs so that I can try them all. Cause you, I'm you cut, just cut the volume way down for the rest of my life. Yeah. Austin, you just cut the volume way down, dude. Yeah. I mean, I do yeah. that all the time uh, with our programs. I'll do, you know, one set instead of three or two instead of three. I do that all the time. You can do you, so you can do this where, and, and this, I mean, God, this is what I kind of do myself. A lot of the time is I love the maps 15 protocol, the advanced version. And then you can intermittently pull from the other programs and say, you know what, today, instead of doing this, you know, squat, I'm going to do this Turkish get up here. Like nothing stops you from pulling or like from an old time strength movement. If that you really like, or you want to try is putting that, that lift inside the, the protocol, which really is just, you're picking two big, big lifts a day. And that's all you're doing for maps 20. So you use that philosophy and pull from the other programs that you're curious and you're interested at. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. Austin. Well, yeah. That's awesome. Sounds good. You got it, man. All right. Okay. Have a good one guys. Take you it too, easy, brother. Man. We, uh, this is just so common. I do this all the time. Even we forget we, we know what the right amount of volume and training and, and frequency and sets and exercise is for us at a particular moment. And it feels good. And we're getting stronger. Then things change in our lifestyle. This is a very obvious one, right? Yeah. Desk job to oh, physical job. Complete environment change. Yeah, but it could be it could be as simple as like just more stress, yeah. right? Or something happened or you got sick and they recover mm -hmm. or, you know, or accumulated stress over time, right? That it was appropriate, but then you did it for so long without taking a break or doing a deload week that then it became too much. So all of it uh, plays a, a role. All of it's, you know, put in yeah. this in this soup. And you have to consider all of it. That's look what at happened. Intensity, volume. You got to look at all these factors yep. that uh, you know you might need to adjust and based off of a, like your current status of of what your environment uh, is kind of demanding of you. Our next caller is Dirk from Ohio. Dirk, what's happening? How you doing, how man? can I help you, hey, guys? How you doing? Pleasure to be on. Uh, I'm a big Mind Pump fan, and uh, my tribe is probably annoyed at the amount of times they say, "Well, wait, the Mind Pump guys say to do this or that." So. <laughs> awesome. Right how can we help you? Well, I think you guys have seen my package. Uh, after coming through a pretty devastating uh, eye situation that only affects about one in five million people in the world, uh, I found myself standing on the scale in June of 20, and I was at 306 pounds at about five foot nine. Uh, I always tell everybody I got into fitness after my eye was just fitness cheeseburger in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> kind of felt like, kind of felt like you know, hey, I went through the ringer, and I'm just going to live life a little bit. And you know, wasn't crazy about it, but I also think during the eye, uh, barely ate, uh, lost tons of weight. Just uh, when you're in pain every second of the day, you don't think about eating, yeah. right? So at some point, they kind of said, "Okay, Dirk, you can start working out." Um, I've always was kind of a bro lifter, you know, back, chest, arms. That was it. Uh, notorious for going to the gym and doing arms for an hour on just Saturday. So uh, <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to me was I, I tore my meniscus in like um, October of 20. And a physical therapist friend of mine said, you need to start training your legs. And uh, then listening to you guys and learning about deadlifting. And I'm like, all right, the first time in my life ever, I started deadlifting, working my legs. 
Uh, I think you've seen some of my stats. I've lost about 70 pounds. Uh, I think when I sent it to you guys, I was still at about 20%, 20.4% body fat. Finally, that got that down to about 19.7. I'm 52 years old. Um, two questions. I have a full distal tear of my right rotator cuff. Um, of course, every surgeon I see says fix it. I'll just tell you guys, it hasn't stopped me from doing a lot of things. I'm I'm in the third phase of aesthetic right now. Uh, I've learned to maneuver things a little different when I lift a dumbbell. Uh, maybe putting on a suit jacket, I'll feel a little bit. And and third, I've just hit a little plateau at my age. And uh, while I want to add some muscle, which I've done, I'd lose a little muscle to show a little more muscle. Um, just curious your thoughts. Yeah, if it's a full tear, you said? Yeah, it's a full distal tear, they're calling it. Yeah, then you'll need surgery. Otherwise, that the what's torn, that stability is no longer there. Now, here's the deal with stabilizers, uh, even ligaments. Like I, I knew a guy who tore his ACL and yes. never replaced it. And he'd do Same. this, he would do this funny like party trick where he'd sit down and he'd slide his shin out from under his knee. They did that with my MCL. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and you can get away with it. Like you, obviously you're getting away with it, but you're noticing anytime you need to rotate in a particular way or stabilize in a particular way that it's a problem. So if you don't mind that, I guess you can keep going but it's a full tear and the rotator cuff procedures are pretty damn good now. Um, now if it was like a partial tear and you saw a physical therapist, you got a second opinion. They said, well, we could work on that. The tear will heal, but it's a fully torn and that it ain't coming back unless they go in and reattach it. Now that being said, you're going to want to go in, you're going to want to get the, if you do get the procedure and you're going to want to have really good correctional exercise and physical therapy af afterwards because without that then mm. it's then it's going to be i mean it, it'll be a little bit better but it's not gonna be that much better you're gonna want to have therapy afterwards to correct you know things that are happening and rebuild that strength but a full tear means that that muscle's not able to do anything I'm sure you guys can envision after having four eye surgeries, the last thing I ever did yeah. was <laughs> yeah, surgery. Yeah, I get it. Um, sure, you're hesitant. And, and you know, talking to some people who had it done, and I went down the rabbit hole looking at face like, boy, you talk to people who had the surgery and they still can't move. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I probably know I'm putting off the inevitable at some point. You know, I quit trying to figure out how to do pull-ups and some things, but um, – yeah, I, it's probably coming. Every surgeon, like I said, I've talked to two different ones. And interesting, you guys will find this. The the second guy is supposed to be one of the best here in the state. And I said, you know, I had the meniscus tear years ago. I had a, took my Achilles and tore it. Now I've got the shoulder. I said, what do you think? Is it, do I need some kind of a joint replacement there? He says, no, how's your sleep? And at that point, I said, my sleep is terrible. And he said, well, that's one of your problems. Yeah. Like, yeah, the st studies will show. Studies show yeah, that I've very that clearly. Yeah, no, very clearly. In fact, there was a study that uh, showed uh, it was a dramatic increase in injury from lack of sleep, which is pretty crazy. So look, here's the deal. The reason why some people get a surgery, re they'll fix a torn, you know, uh, rotator cuff and they say, oh, it still hurts is you got to re you got to correct the muscle recruitment patterns and you have to strengthen. You can't just reattach something and expect it to work. Okay. And by the way, Doing it when you're you have the momentum that you have and you're training yep. like you are, you're better off now than allowing yourself, let's say, to have a you know six month spell of off the wagon and not eating great, putting on some weight and not having and losing some muscle, and then going, oh man, fuck, my shoulders really bothered me. I better go get that done now. You're you're going to heal faster. You're gonna you're going to recover better. 
uh, you'll get back to things so much quicker if you do it when you're on top of the mountain. Like right now, you've got great momentum. You've made huge progress. You're doing really yeah. good. You almost feel like you don't even necessarily need it. So my opinion would be if you're going to do it, this is the better time to do it when you're feeling like this then versus when it's like a have to do it and you're maybe put on some weight, you lost some muscle, you're not as strong as you are. That's going to only, it's only going to make it that much more difficult to heal the way you want to heal. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk, how long has this been torn for? Uh, it's about a year now that they identified it. Okay. So, so let me explain what will happen. And I wish surgeons, I know some of them do this now, but you know, a long time ago, I trained a lot of surgeons and we would have these conversations and they often don't communicate this with a lot of procedures. If you don't, put as much time and energy into the physical therapy afterwards, you're wasting your time with the surgery. Because look, that muscle is torn. It's disconnected. You reconnect it. Your central nervous system is, doesn't, it doesn't think it's connected. It, it stopped working, right? It stopped activating it. So if you just reconnect it and you go and, and you, oh, it's healed, you go to the gym, you're like, I don't notice anything. Well, that muscle's been turned off. If I tear your bicep and don't do anything with it, for a year, your CNS turns it off and learns how to move around yeah. it. You've developed You've reallocated like that's those, right. those movement patterns. Well, there's there's also a major difference between the basic six week therapy they put you in right after that's he what I'm healing yeah. versus real true therapy that happens later on after that. Yeah, I mean, I, no matter what, I want to put you in our private forum because I th two of the best PTs I know uh, are in our private forum, and so. Regard, obviously, you, you're, you don't live in the same state, and so you won't be able to necessarily see them, but you can consult with them virtually, and they're in there, and you can communicate with them. So if you do decide to go through this process, you have some allies uh, with some of our friends that are in there that can be coaching along saying, oh, yeah, that's great advice. Let me, or, let me give you two things, Dirk, that I think will help you um, make this happen a lot faster. So uh, I think the site, I want to say it's getluna.com, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Maybe, Doug, you can confirm that. It, they are, it's a network of, of therapists and they'll come to your house. So this is one of the only companies that does this. It's all covered by insurance. You don't need to get uh, a, another special referral or whatever. If you get physical therapy, you can contact them. Insurance covers it. They'll come to your house, teach you the exercises or whatever. So it's way more convenient. They're really good. So there's that. The second one is there are peptides that can ex dramatically accelerate the healing process post uh, surgery for recovery. Things like BPC-157. Yeah, I was starting to look at the BPC-157 yes. and then yes. seeing what happened with the FDA stuff, I kind of just stopped realizing no. I don't even have access, I guess. You do have access. Go to mphormones.com. They they still have access. They're working with, um, uh, you know, they're working with compound pharmacies that are continuing to provide these peptides until they're shut down, which they probably won't be, but that's a whole other story. Right now, it's just a little fear-mongering that's going on. But you go to mphormones.com. And you can still get things like BPC-157, thymus and beta. Those are the two best peptides, to my knowledge, for recovery of tears and injuries and stuff like that. Now, they're not going to it's not going to reattach your rotator cuff. That if it, if it was a partial tear, it would help the healing process. But a full tear means that you got to go in and reattach it. Post-surgery, though, those peptides. Incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. in the animal studies, you're looking at a 30 40%. Yeah, cut your time. Like, 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 well, Sal, maybe, maybe I'm saying that wrong. It's connected, but there's a tear in the center of it is what they're telling me. Oh, okay. So well, it's connected on both ends, but there's a, there's a, I don't know, I think it's a one and a half centimeter tear, at least when I had the MRI a year ago. Oh, he has hope. So if it's a full, if in they, the middle. yeah, you got to, you got to establish if it's gone yeah, or if there's some connection and, uh, and I would look, I would take your, your, whatever the diagnosis is to a good physical therapist, because yeah. 
it's a certain bring, bring it into the forum. We're going to give you free access to the forum. Get Doctor Brink to and, yeah, give you and, an assessment. And yeah, and talk to Doctor Justin Brink inside there and get his opinion. Yeah, a good friend of ours. And if if it's a partial tear, there's still hope for him not to do that. Sure. And yeah, I would but, love to see what BP one five seven does with some therapy with him. Yeah. 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 But if they're if they're labeling it a full distal tear, uh, yeah, you got to you got we got to see what that is because if it's torn and that's it, then there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But if there's some connection, as far as plat, as far as plateau, where I feel like you know I feel like my legs, arms, everything, I just feel like the the last bit of body fat I'm trying to remove is really torso, and yeah. I see that when I do the uh, the evil scan. Everybody tells me basically it's probably steps in movement, which I I don't you know I don't like any kind of cardio, obviously. But uh, do you guys feel like that's where it's at? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, movement's just well, healthy. Yeah, activity really overall. Just to keep track of your steps. Yeah, you know, that's a, a, one way to handle. That's that. good for health, but it's diet. Yeah, we didn't dive into the nutrition piece. That's a whole nother monster, yeah. right? I mean, obviously we were concerned about the shoulder, and I know that's what we've been talking about this whole time. The, the next question I would have had for you in regards to like leaning out would be, you know, do you know where your calories currently? are right now and do you have an idea of like how much you are moving as far as how many steps in a day like what's your activity yeah, I, I, I i track everything and i'm i'm at like 2020 calories 190 grams of protein i well, i think when i emailed you guys i was about 8,000 steps average but when winter comes here uh in ohio that always drops i bet right now i'm I bet I'm seven thousand probably okay. at best. That's not okay. a problem. It's not the steps then. If it went from yeah, eight to seven, that's yeah. not a big deal. Your yeah. calories are a bit you low though. Yeah, your calories are low. Yeah, I Especially would for your size. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, I would do a slow, maybe reverse diet, try and build some strength. But here's the deal: I think you're being limited quite a bit uh, by the shoulder injury with your upper body, at least. That, that's a limiting fact. That's a that's a major stabilizer. And even though you can modify your form so it doesn't hurt. Your body's only going to let you get so strong in certain movements. Which, uh, by the way, Sal, that I mean, there's uh, the silver lining in there, especially since you admitted earlier that uh, legs were something that you neglected for a really long time. There is an opportunity to double and triple down on your leg training because that's where you're going to see some of the biggest muscle gains yeah. since you have the mm -hmm. highest potential there because mm -hmm. they've got the least amount of training for decades now. So put a lot of that energy there. Because you're limited to the shoulder and upper body, you are only going to be able to push so much weight. And so instead of getting hung up on that until we solve yeah, the good, shoulder good, issue, good point. is you know really train legs, really get at, yeah. set some goals as far as some of your your big leg movements and get strong as fuck in your legs. And that's where and that right there in a in calorie surplus too. By the way, I would like to reverse you out of where you're at. Like if you're around, yeah, we don't want to cut from two thousand. No, I'd, I'd I'd rather see you around 2,500 calories and hitting the legs harder than you ever have. And then let's see what that does as far as speeding the metabolism up and actually leaning you out. Adam, how many days a week do you think I can hit legs at my age? What, what would you say is that number? A lot of that has to do with the intensity that you bring towards it. I think you could handle one to two moderately hard to hard days and then one to two easier light days. Yeah. So it really depends on that. I don't think you could handle three to four intense no. days of training, no, yeah. but you can definitely get after you have a day that's really intense and then two days that are like moderate to light intensity. So that was kind of how I would, you, I would. Do you after. have access to a sled Dirk? Yeah, actually, I started doing sled work after hearing you guys, and I, I absolutely love the sled. I, oh, I do go. my finisher is usually me pushing and pulling a sled. Yeah, Dirk, you could do the sled every day if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what that's one that is. I mean, you can overtrain yeah. on it, but it doesn't damage the body like other exercises. So if you want, you like every workout, 
you could start with uh, you know two or three sets of pushing the sled at a moderate intensity. So one of my favorite ways to use the sled, especially with the advice I'm giving you right now, is I'm going to have a day that's that's sled free that I'm training hard, like it's in its deadlift, squatting day, Bulgarian split squats, those types of movements. If I and then let's say that let's just say for uh, argument's sake, this is Monday, and then Wednesday I want you to hit legs again. You know, two days later, basically. Depending on how much you overreached on Monday depends on if I'm going to push you towards sled work or like other exercises. So if we went really pretty intense on Monday, I might do a lot of sled work on Wednesday to let you, because that'll give you some active recovery. Like Sal saying, you're not going to do as much damage. Now, let's say Monday you train really hard, but you're like, man, I didn't really get sore at all. I might get after it again. I might do some lunges or something else, another big, strong movement on, on Wednesday for your legs again. So I'd use the sled as a way to modify your intensity. So it's like, I want to get after legs Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but if I if I got after them too much on Monday and I'm really having a hard time moving around on Wednesday, then I'm going to do something like the sled instead of doing those hard moves again. If I don't feel really sore from it, then I might get after those movements again. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like Memorial Day, I'll give you, I wanted to do something different. I did a 24 sled pushes down the back of like 275 pounds. I did 24 farmer walks with a 70 pound and a 45 pound kettlebell. And then I did um 24 overhead holds with a 60 pound ball for 24 seconds, 24 times. And, and the next day I was sore, but I wasn't immovable sore. I, I wanted to do something heavy. And so I, you know, listen to you guys, I found another gear that I learned to push, but I also know that, hey, the next two days, I can't do that back to back. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Okay. You got it. Yeah. You're yeah, all, exactly. yeah, yeah. You got it for sure. What, uh, what, what are you following one of our maps programs right now? Yeah, I'm in aesthetic. I'm in the third phase, first week of aesthetic, basically. And um, I did that because honestly, I, I want to look better. I want to be healthy. I'm a, I'm a grandpa now, uh, or a pawpaw, I guess, as they call me. So I, I said my goal is to go to like uh, her third grade luncheon with pawpaw, and kids go, oh my God, that's your grandpa? <laughs> yeah, that's, awesome. that's a good goal. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, we're going to put you in the forum. I, I think fine. You keep rolling with aesthetic, increase your calories. Put a, so in aesthetic, you pick muscle groups. I don't know what one or two muscle groups you pick to focus on, but let's make it legs. Okay. So make it was it, legs. I, every Saturday was legs. For okay, me, good. Oh, okay, perfect. good. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, you're on track. Yeah. yeah that's the, so let's increase the calories by good three to 400 calories a day, somewhere in that range. Get in the forum. throw you in the forum. And then uh, stay close to you us. You guys know that one scares me to that one scares me to death, like everybody else, because I'm afraid I'm going to start putting on weight. But I'll I'll start creeping it up. I'll start yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. it. You creep it up. Yeah, you'll be all right. Well, guys, you have such a big audience. I'd be remiss if I didn't take one minute just to tell you that uh, anybody out there wearing contacts, stay away from water. Because oh. you don't want to deal with you don't want to deal with what I deal with, which was basically a bad splash of water that put a parasite in my eye. And uh, it's called an acanthamoeba keratitis. So uh, if you don't mind me throwing that plug out to everybody in context, I never swam in them. I never showered in them. It was truly a freak accident for wow. me that uh, that changed my life about three years ago. That's so, crazy, man. Uh, wow. That's crazy. Big holler out there by in context. Stay away from water, please. Right. Jeez. Yeah, scare sure. the crap out of everyone. All right, Dirk. <laughs> Thanks, Dirk. Hey, love the show. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank, Thank you, man. Thanks for calling man. in, man. Right. Man, that's crazy. It's really splash crazy. Splash of water? What do you yeah. say? Like one in, one five, in five million. Yeah, five that's million. Bro, there's a parasite. That, act, there's yeah. a parasite. I was talking to this off air. There's a parasite that swam up your pee hole, you know? Yeah. In like yeah. some weird lake. Yeah. yeah. It's like weird, weird rivers it's and shit. The, yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stay right there. I'm staying right here, bro. That is it. I like pools. Yeah. That are, you know, you know I, okay, control. so I want, so obviously he'll get a chance to listen to this. Dirk, make sure that we get a, a, a clear diagnosis of what's going on because if he does have a partial tear and he actually feels as good as he says he feels, 
at the, I think BP one five seven with yeah, help. some good rehab yeah. will, will absolutely help. Yeah. I but think he, he's a talk to somebody who's uh, who's who rehabs specifically because there are tears that you ain't going to rehab. You know? Right, because so sure. full tear, yeah, usually means yeah you're going to need surgery. There's that's no right rehab. That's right. Look, if you like the show, head over to mindpumpfree.com. Check out all of our free fitness guides. You can also find all of us on Instagram. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. I'm at Mind Pump Stefano and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.